Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like talking about CM Punk every minute of the day, join our cult. Hello and welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast, the most positive podcast in all of Cultaholic. You are listening and watching the Dulcet Tones of Mafu. Joined special guest, no expense spared, uh, has nothing to do with the vicious, vicious rumours going around the place that uh, due to some hostile takeover... Uh, money-grabbing bastards, it says here. I don't know. Um, it's got nothing to do with the fact that that's not why Jack and Ross are here. Absolutely no. No, no, no. There's hanging out with Becky Lynch someplace. Unrelated to that, here's Tom Campbell. It's what we want to happen. And Andrew. It's what we want to happen. <laughs> I forgot your surname. <laughs> it's okay, most people do. Bless you. That was Andrew. No, it's Hodkinson. It's Hodkinson. You. Thank you, pal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Apart from your lack of surname, how the hell are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm not too bad. Thank you very much. It, it feels like it's been forever since I've been on the podcast. So it's lovely to be here and spend it with you and you this fine ah. afternoon. Oh, it's lovely having you. That little mayonnaise dip you get with your wedges from Greg's. Ooh, garlic mayo, though. Oh, I that's where it's at. You've just started, Paul. Gotta I know. Start off at mayo. Got, and then we get like, it. the rapper. You'd be rapping mayo, and mm. then you got the garlic if you're doing good. Uh, how the hell are you, mate? I watched Mrs. Doubtfire this week. Fantastic. First time in a while. Ooh, Help is on the way, dear. Help is on the way, dear. Here's the thing, right? Could have avoided all of that drama in that third act if she'd said, oh, I'm sorry, dear. Uh, I can't come to your birthday party. I've got something else on, but let's do coffee the following day. We've all been avoided. But no, didn't I? Just, I just, it just needed to get that off my chest. This is your new thing. Like, before rewrite. we started. If Basil Foley just admitted that something was that <laughs> fault, he wouldn't have to lie. Do you know what? Yeah, yeah. You know, if Frank Spencer had maybe got an expert in, <laughs> if, yeah. maybe, if he'd maybe got a builder in, you know. Yeah, the lads of the summer wine, if they'd actually put some, you know, I a, will not, a break on the bath. Yeah. I will not hear the slander of last of the summer wine. It I, happens for a reason, Matthew. I'm a big right. fan of uh, Richard Herring on Twitter. And obviously, last of the summer wine is a sitcom about sort of the, the twilight years of, uh, of of people living in Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. And obviously, no, and therefore, you need actors in their twilight years. Mm. So you do have it where members of the cast do pass away. And whenever that's happened, Richard Herring's always tweeted out, the curse of the last of the summer wine <laughs> strikes again. <laughs> the curse strikes again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Always made me chuckle. Oh. <laughs> the curse strikes again. Anyway, wrestling, eh? Wrestling, how are you doing, though? <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. Oh, I'm doing mint. I went to see Sabaton in the oh. bloody Leeds Arena, which is a lovely little arena. It's good, isn't it? Someone called it the, uh, I think it was Capricorn 71 on Twitch, called it the, the ELO. 
Went, Why, what do you mean? You go, hello. He goes, no, you're on Electric Light Orchestra's album with a spaceship. Mm. It looks like that. And I went, you're right. Mm. You're so clever. I thought it was in Yorkshire. They went, E-L-O. Hello. That's, again, that's what they I'm like being offensive, and they're like, "No, idiot!" <laughs> uh, but no, it's a nice little arena because you, you go. It's on staff for an arena, but you go in, you go around there, and then oh, there it is. There's mm-hmm. the stage. It's nice and simple. Nice. Not all arenas are like that. So Sabaton, were they were they singing songs about forgotten battles of Europe that no one ever talks about? It's funny you say that, Tom. <laughs> yes. yes, they did. And they were having a bloody lovely time doing it. They reminisced with all the people. They uh, the guy just like well, first time we played in Leeds. Ten years ago, because he's, you know... He's probably, Where's he from? He's from Leeds. Okay. Um, <laughs> Why does he sound like that? Played, <laughs> whatever I said I'm going to go for, it's not going to yeah, sound first like First time we played in Leeds. <laughs> yeah. Zat Dingle was on bass, and he went, uh, first time we played to read... To read it. The last time I was in Leeds and played a, I played a gig in Leeds, when and Zach Dingle was on the tip. So we went for a drink at... Uh, I can't remember where it was now. We went for a drink. It might have been like Nation of Shopkeepers or something. We went for was a it drink. the meat and two drums? <laughs> it wasn't. We, we, we sat on a table and then adjacent to us came in Zach Dingle. Zach Dingle came in and sat wow. on a table on his own, had a little glass of red wine, and then just left. Oh. That's an incredible Star celebrity encounter. Starstruck. He went, sorry, I can't stay. I'm going to see Sabaton. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, that he said there were, wow, first time I played in Leeds 10 years ago, there were 68 people paid and tickets were five pounds. Wow. And he said he went to look at the, re- the, the, re- the venue that they played at and uh, it no longer exists. Oh. So it's probably a subway or something. Um, he said, well, there's 10,000 people here, so we'll have a lovely time. And everyone oh. went, yeah. yeah. You know. Wholesome boys, Sabaton. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Baby Metal were supporting. Yes. They were bloody lovely. I love that Baby Metal are over here. They, yeah. they announced like dates. They're doing like some UK dates, aren't they? And I saw London, London, Wolverhampton. <laughs> like, Baby wow. Metal doing Wolvo. We love Baby Metal, we do. I want to see them so bad. Love Baby so Metal. They're great. Aren't they, they? they are so good. Their new album's mint as well. Really, really good. Ah. So I'm jealous. So it was lovely going there and hanging out with my brother because he's bloody amazing. Ah. I didn't know you had a brother. Oh, he's he's not in the wrestling. If so, he was, so he's dead so he's to dead. Me. If he was in the wrestling and he had that type of level of, let me put it another way. If he had patience, it'd be, oh, it'd be five times more successful. He'd be punching KSI in the face. <laughs> not a boxing event. He'd just go up to him. Uh, because he's, oh, he's just mint, just mint his words. Loved having him. Loved seeing him having a great time in Sabaton. Ah, nice. And he got to meet my mates for about five seconds before he needed to catch his train. It was great. Oh. Oh, oh he's mint. <laughs> A so happy, nothing but good vibes. So we'll ruin that by looking at the wrestling news. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, report forty-five thousand sign up for AEW All In pre-sale. Ooh, ooh. The uh, it says here is that is why we get paid. With the the news monkeys get paid the big monies. All In could be a major success. <laughs> for AEW. So yeah, forty-five thousand so far. Ooh. Well, yeah, apparently it's only it's only UK and Ireland that can sign up for it. That's what I got. Oh told. really? Maybe that was true. Well, it's not here the colonic thing so much of the trust that. I I don't know because because oh, there's SRS has bought his his uh, his hotel and stuff for the London. So we could, we can't get it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) so Sean Ross App's heading heading our way. So I presume people from across the pond. Yeah. Shall we go greet them? But we're all dressed like the Dingles. (laughs) (laughs) For a brief while, he's like, "Oh, it's just what London's like." Like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Just like like Peaky Blinders. 
Doing our turf board. No, 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 that's too sophisticated. We've got a guy with an accordion and everything. Like, oh, <laughs> an accordion? Yes. <laughs> to greet him. To Heathrow. You know, like when you go land in Hawaii, they, they, you can pay to have the aloha thing. We've got the proper London, London entrance. The really scraps King and Queen of the Ring pay-per-view mm. concept. Uh, well, it wasn't a pay-per-view, was it really? It was uh, the tournament. Well, it was, was going to be in Saudi yeah, Arabia. Was, the yeah. event was going to be called King and Queen of the Ring. Of the Ring. Was it? Thank mm, you very yes. much. I wasn't. Even, I wasn't even aware of that. This is why Cultaholic's so great. This is why us news monkeys work hard. Mm. It, they really do. <laughs> the best of times, the blurst of times, and so it's now Night of Champions, which makes me think that it's going to be because I think that's when Roman's a thousand days is when he uh, hits that thousand days. So maybe they're sort of going to celebrate that in some capacity. And I think me and Tom were on the news and we were saying that. Um, King Queen of the Ring not that it's not got big stars on it because you know it's a tournament but Saudi Arabia like the big big stars don't they so yeah. I imagine they'll want all the champions there for, for a big old showdown yeah they don't know who they are yeah. in Saudi Arabia <laughs> so yeah two words for you at this event Goldberg oh um, WWE NXT draws record low ratings on USA Network, which had me go, oh, God, Ross is going to be gutted. Uh, clearly, he didn't want to show up today. He's, um, so, he's so ill at that, he's not here. Yeah. <laughs> he's still crying. Uh, it wasn't because there was the NBA tournament game playing, in fairness. It wasn't just like no one ah. was playing, but it didn't really work now. Ross is near, so I have to move <laughs> on. Uh, CM Punk jokes about never watching a Rocky movie. Somehow CM Punk has gone through life without ever watching a Rocky movie, despite being the target audience and age for it. Uh, taking to social media, Punk posts an image of Rocky Balboa after his win over Apollo Creed with his head superimposed over Stallone's face. He, he, he. CM Punk also had what happened, what looked like a bloody lows, so he may have also been boxing. <laughs> also reason. never seen a Rocky film. I've never seen a Rocky film before. That's fair enough. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. That's it's okay. Well, you're like you know, as I said, it's okay for youngins like yourself. Youngins, it. Yes. but I'm nearly thirty though. I feel like maybe oh, I should have done. Oh, oh, you're go. nearly thirty. Oh, my heart bleeds here for you. Go. Well, you haven't seen Rocky. Well, no, I watched Teletubbies. Um, well, I did, to be fair. Yeah, me too. Much. Do you realise we watch when we watch Mrs. Doubtfire, which will be a recurring theme in this podcast. <laughs> where we watch Mrs. Doubtfire, uh, Alex, my wife to be, sat on the sofa and can't believe this is twenty years old. And I went, it's 30. She went, no, Wait, it's no. 20. When did he come out? And like I, and 91 she, or 2. And she right? went yeah. on her hand and she went, hang on, 90, it was 90s, 93, 2003, hey, 2013. Right. And she went, <laughs> no, 30, it's 30 years old. 30 years old, Mrs. Doubtfire. I know, right? <laughs> old as you old as me yeah. me and my mum like that was one of the films that my mum used to watch uh, when I was growing up we bonded over it you know like oh. the montage in the where they're doing all the stuff together and it's to uh, dude looks like a lady yeah best so good oh that's so, so good. good I was I was admired the guy who makes the the outfit, I guess, because he's like, yeah, oh, sweetie, I'm going to make this outfit. I'm, I was like, what? I was like, Mom, what's wrong with him? <laughs> <laughs> he's in the running to play, to play Barry the Shark's mom in Barry the Shark the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, son. Yeah. Love you too, Mom! <laughs> I'm here to help. <laughs> Brandon Cutler's voiced opinion on CM Punk gaslighting AEW. Uh, one of the dead's been... Uh, Twitter account, that's been still going, stated that CM Punk is gaslighting AEW and Brandon Cutler quote tweeted going, someone gets it, then deleted it. Well, I suppose presumably yelling, retreat, retreat. <laughs> <laughs> the, t the tweet of Brandon Cutler has been deleted. Uh, 
Yeah. Mm. I thought I'd just get that out of the way because I'll go online, I see some people talking, and then I see CM Punk and I'll leave. And well, like, it's, that's not it's even the all end. all people have been talking about, mm. and there's nothing being confirmed yet. But that's not even, yeah, that's, that's not even the end of the CM Punk flavored news, rumors, and innuendo for the week because there's all this conversation about AEW's third show mm. that's done the rounds. That's right. So I can, I, I don't know whether that's going to be a soft, oh, it was going to be a soft draft, and now it's a hard draft, I guess, when you go. What type of taco do you want? <laughs> uh, because uh, I guess they, they realized how big the roster is and goes, oh, we could have a perfectly good third brand that CM Punk could just do whatever he wants to, I guess. Yeah. Mm. And then it, hopefully he will, will leave us alone. I believe we had that in history. It was called the Munich Agreement. So let's see if it works all right for uh, AEW. I, I enjoy how the it's you know the grand picture, the, the, the CM Punk solution is right. We're going to make a new show on a Saturday. And he can go and do that. And then as a di- on the day of recording, like Tony Khan's been talking about Thunder Rosa, saying mm. like she's got issues backstage. Sorry. And I can imagine like Thunder coming in, first day back, and Tony going, oh, right. I mean, we could do a Wednesday, we could do a Tuesday show <laughs> for you. Look, we're not saying, <sighs> we're not saying we're still got issues with you, but can you go to the CM Punk show? <laughs> oh. Is the CM Punk show going to be like detention? Yeah. Oh, oh that's great. That's a good show. Imagine like, that. Do you know, I had this at school. This might be a Northeast thing, I'm not sure, but like when we had the, um, the school inspectors come round, you um, all hide. Ofsted. <laughs> no, 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 no. Was it just our school that did this? I'd love to hear people in the comments. I, this happened multiple times at Bishop Bolton's King James. Yeah, I'm naming you. When Ofsted were coming around, we had a look, and it was announced in the assembly, uh, the following students will be going <laughs> no. to a special, because they've worked so hard. <laughs> and I think, well, I'm Swatty no. McSwat Swat. I'm the guy that Dennis the Menace beats up. Uh, I'll be going on this. He looking and goes, hang on. <laughs> it's all the lads who inhale aerosols during the lunch break. <laughs> hang on. And all the kids knew. It wasn't like, I don't understand. Every kid knew what it was. And he was like, you know, people like their mates are ringing up going, I know you weren't going to come in today, but there's a free trip to Thorpe Park if you come in. <laughs> Scruffy and Har- that was it. Scruffy Harrison sat at Wet and Wild doing some colouring in going, I'm a well smart kid. <laughs> I He's like, well, we have worked hard. And we was like, no, you haven't. Oh, my God. Wow. Not even discreet about No, even everyone knew. And the teachers were like, well, just trying to avoid eye contact. They're like, all right, all right. <laughs> so that's what this it's Saturday show is going to be. cynical at 13, be. isn't it? Like, but, yeah. It's so that's what, the, that's what that'll be like. It's going to be the Naughty Kids show. I I'm, can't wait. I'm not saying you guys are unlikable and no one likes you. We had to get along. But you are getting a free trip to Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of big stars, Gangrel gonna make his North yes! Wrestling debut. Yes, yes. Come on, Northeast Wrestling legend Gangrel of the Gangrel is gonna be part of the biggest show of North Wrestling's history at the Walker Activity Dome. Yes, seats around three thousand, but tickets are going fast. So, uh, yeah, they're on sale now. Go get them. Northwrestling.co.uk for North NCL Thunderstruck. Oh, it's going to yeah. be good. And if you're, you're not able to, because you know, I might hang out with Sharma Sap in London, don't worry, it will be on Fight TV later on. You can buy it there. Yes. Just give us your money. I mean, fight, <laughs> I mean, I don't work for NCL. Uh, Brian Cage's new AEW deal has been revealed. It's been extended to a five-year deal. Wow. This man is falling upwards. Considering <laughs> undesirable to undeniable. To unkillable. Unki- to unsackable. Yeah. <laughs> Considering when he first started, was in Team Taz, and near the end, Taz and Excalibur were publicly making jokes about him, mm-hmm. thinking he'd gone. 
And it's like, no, he's re-signed. Oh, he's back. And even Brian Cage seems surprised by this. His wife was on 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 Insta- was it Instagram Live going, you need to book me, me, me husband, brother. Yeah, I remember So like, that. even That's she's right. kicked off about yeah. it. And now he's like, all right, I'll stick around, I'll for, stick around <laughs> for five years and just get confused a little longer. What a great wife. What a great, great wife. Everybody needs something like that in their yeah. lives. Just like, excuse me, Brian Cage asked for no pickles. <laughs> Uh, Drew McIntyre's blacked out Twitter amidst rumors of leaving WWE. I know. Mm. And that's all we have. That really. No, um, no, as far as I know, that's that's pretty much all it is. There was a contract, apparently, uh, there was something that PW Insiders said where they've not yet met on terms for a new contract. But it runs uh, out next year, it needs to be said. It's just obviously like to get them signed, uh, sorry, re signed as soon as possible. But there's obviously something to be said for the fact that, like, this is all like, there's a, it seems like there's a sticking block now. I yeah. wonder whether, like, because obviously Drew had that big push during lockdown. Mm-hmm. 2020 was like the year where he was the guy that put the company on his back. And I just, I don't know whether there's a position for him at the top of the, the tree. Yeah, maybe. Currently, or even going forward, they might just kind of go, we see you like a bit lower down now. And mm. Drew might go, well, fine then. There's a there's a, there's a show in Wembley happening. I yeah. Might, yeah. might go over there. You feel bad as well as like, well, I did have this entire thing where... Uh, you psyched me or I left and I went elsewhere, made a big name and came back. And I thought that could be a good start. Oh, hi, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> oh, oh. We just okay. reverse it and we dye Drew's hair blonde and send him off to AEW. <laughs> <laughs> and uh-huh, just call Cody. him Cody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cody McRoads. Cody of the Bruce. They say, aha, I left twice. <laughs> Damn it, he's stronger somehow. Get yourself back to impact, Drew. Get, get, get going again. <laughs> yeah. John Morrison wins boxing match yes. at, uh, what was this called? Creator Clash 2. Do you know who he fought? I can't remember. The guy from Epic Meal yeah, That's right. Holly, the guy right? with the beard from Epic Meal Time circa seven, eight years ago. <laughs> On the same car that featured Aaron Hansen from Game Grumps. And he won this year as well. Yeah. He boxed again. After yeah. last time, I thought you'd never want to see a ring ever again. No, right. he won. He, he won. He is not so grump this time. He won. <laughs> Ah oh, man, the game punch. Did you see the fe- Did you see the fellow that uh, Morrison was up against? Like at the end, I think Morrison hits him and he literally falls out of the ring. Yeah, <laughs> which is wow. He got him good. He did. The big story from that being that uh, John Morrison's corner guy was Hacksaw Jim uh, Duggan. There was Hacksaw a lot Jim of Duggan, there. L.A. Knight, yeah. L.A. Knight, Josh Barnett, Cross, Taya Valkyrie. No, he was happy. Karen uh, <laughs> was there. Just, just, just quit now. Just, it's gonna just, be a good podcast yeah. today. We're all on one. And it was good because the commentators were like, just marking out, going, "Oh wow, it's Jim Duggan!" <laughs> like, Yay! I get like, it. I get it. Like, why, why, why not mark out for this? It's all. It, why it's the not? Game Grumps guys boxing? This isn't a professional event. How dare you? I mean, yes, it was. And then I believe I didn't check this, but I have just remembered. What's his name from NXT season one? The safe African. Darren he, Bateman. He was Darren there. Bateman. Th- thank you. He was there as a Crash Bandicoot. Is that who was in the... I got told it was. No way. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, I can confirm if I'll check it. I'm doing <laughs> any amount of research, but it's just popped in my head. We'll check that during the break. He was Crash Bandicoot, you say? Whoa! Oh... <laughs> My goodness. Tom's being really annoying this week. No, 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 no. Switched no. off. How did no. you think that? Did you use your call Be back next week when <laughs> Ross is back. Thank you, <laughs> Similar to what we're doing now, Dax Harwood announces he's ending the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is a rather nice way to go out. Uh, did you listen to any of it, by the way? Uh, I, I didn't, know that actually. he, I think the, the general consensus with Tony Khan and AEW is that 
the podcast started with good intentions to kind of shine a light on wrestling and mental health, but the general vibe is it's done more harm than good. Mm. Uh, so they're kind of cutting their losses there, which is a shame. I did enjoy, I think, I think Dax Harwood's a wonderful orator. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy listening to him and he's got a lot of things to say. I think there's, there, there's a lot of frustration I, I sense from him and I don't know how, how healthy it is for him. Mm. Imagine you know if I mean. you decide to do a podcast about working for Cultaholic whilst mm. you're working for Cultaholic and we all heard it and you're like, hey, Andrew. And Andrew heard what you said about him. On well, the he's podcast. a lovely man that on the took podcast. great care of my cat. Right, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what happens. But yeah, you spend an hour and a half saying positive things. That 20 seconds you said, well, this one time yeah. you opened the door for me. It's like, <laughs> Andrew, biggest bastard of Cultaholic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah. imagine it because I wouldn't have time. <laughs> yeah. But I thought it was nice that he went and talked about stuff of, you know, the, the idea of being a performer and having to go online mm. and seeing the things that people are saying about you. Uh, spoilers, if you've the podcast, it's mostly horrible. Mm. Um, it was interesting, the fact that he wanted to leave, was it wants to leave the world a better place than when he found it. Doing this podcast where he works this is not helping it. Um, mm. Again, especially he did say, well, there's a lot of that because of Brian Alvarez and the other wrestling reporters. Did you hear or see Alvarez's little rant? I no. didn't, no. Oh, it was quite wonderful. Ooh. I don't know whether it's, you know, I, obviously Alvarez has been mentioned because Alvarez and Meltzer and such are kind of, those are the the names. And yeah. they're just sort of, that's sort of they're considered. And I think there's an argument for, yeah, they this whole thing can sometimes do more harm than good. Hmm. If you I get, get yourself, yeah, if you spend yourself too much, too much time in the echo chamber where yes. you hear this guy's report, read this, and then, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, you can definitely lead yourself to lots of anxiety and uh, mental health issues, which is what Dax touched upon, uh, touched upon even, as you mm -hmm. mean to say, which I thought was very nice because of things that you and Ross have said in your podcast and stuff like that. I thought it was a nice thing to do. Just to remind people, yeah, don't spend all your time Social media, you no. will go crazy. No, you got to come away. And not in a cool way, like Hunter S. Thompson, in a bad <laughs> way. So it's easy to remember, like, at the end of the day, you're doing this because you like wrestling and you mm. want to like wrestling. Or see GIFs or see signs of people saying Super Metroid sucks or something <laughs> on AEW. But no, nice podcast. Shame out the end, but it's ending for the right reasons. Yeah. Uh, and then. And then. And then. And then. And then the thing I'm ending on. Because oh. there's a lot of news this week. Oh. Uh, Omos is an artist. <gasps> oh, See this? Yes. yes. I certainly did. I saw the thing. Omos's art Instagram has been found. And you're like, oh, here we go. What's it going to be? Is it going to be lewds? No. <laughs> he He's a weeb. He's in Anamu. Yay. <laughs> he loves Demon Slayer and Naruto yeah. and also. And people tweet him going, hey, what do you recommend? He's given recommendations. Yeah. They're like, yes. It, just, it feels so weird because it's like, because he is a human outside of being a giant monster in wrestling. But all we've seen is him going like, fee fi fo fum <laughs> Yeah. That's it. Like, like it's, it's like, true. yeah, I like anime. It's like, yes. <laughs> like, that's so cool, though. And he's a really good, he's a really good drawer as well. He's a really good artist. Mm. Yeah. So do you think WWE should somehow incorporate his love for anime yes. into what he does? Absolutely. Just, just grabs a random member of the women's roster and goes, you're a waifu. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens in the anime, Tom. As you can tell, <laughs> my wife. As you can tell, anime is uh, no, no. You've got to down bad. to a T. Down to a T. Yeah, Papa 
Lazarus in the anime. You're my waifu now. <laughs> you're my waifu now, Dave. Oh, I bet someone's done Papa Lazarus in an anime. Nani? I know that. Oh, that's a, yeah. I know that's, that. That's, one. that's, that's one. when the big lad sees another big lad. <laughs> it's when Oma starts coming out with an MVP body pillar. That's when we've got to start <laughs> sort of worrying at least a little bit, I think. So, it has to be like a really big pillow, though. Yeah. Just, that wouldn't do anything, one. <laughs> It'd just be like a cotton. It's got know, an like army of pillows of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got a, I've got an anime bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good for him. See, he's not just weirdos like us. It's <laughs> weirdos like him, too. Yeah, he's... <laughs> oh, wow, what a great news section. <laughs> I can't believe there's even more of the podcast to come. <laughs> I can. When's it coming? Right now. Whatever your face. <laughs> my wife. My wife. <laughs> Take my, my wife. Take... Please. <laughs> Take my wife. Please. <laughs> Oh, oh, look out. My waifu's mother is coming over. <laughs> Waifu-in-law. Nani-in-law. Waifu-in-law, that's not right. My waifu-in-law. My waifu-in-law is stuck in the... My waifu-in-law. My waifu-in-law is stuck in the washing machine again. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> in Japan. It's easy when you're dick in Japan. Oh, you're dick in Japan. <laughs> dick in Japan. I thought you were saying hold your dick in Japan. Dick in Japan. I thought you were saying that as well. <laughs> now I'm singing the classic song Big in Japan, but oh. adding dick in Japan. Oh, it's dick in Japan. <laughs> just, just trying to beef up the segment. Spice it up. Spice up the segment a bit. <laughs> Refresh it. Richard has done the following things over the last seven days. Rode his bicycle to places. <laughs> 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 Stunning notes here. <laughs> Maybe looked at some, oh, here we go. Uh, Okonomiyaki. Maybe visited Okonomiyaki. I don't know what the right phrasing is, as I'm not sure what Okonomiyaki is. <laughs> Changed his sleeping place. <laughs> he he sleeps feel there free now. To, feel uh, free to click and There we go. There he goes. Thank he you very much. There's Thunderbird 2. That looks uh, like uh, the place. Uh, ate heavy noodle dishes two days in a row. Ooh. The fat bastard. <laughs> Other things. Clearly, <laughs> we're as interested segment as you are at home. Oh, look at the food. Look at the nice food. That does look good. Oh. Oh, my God. What happened to your hand? hand? <laughs> what? Jesus Christ. Are you all right? There's the, the real story there. What if that's not uh, Richard Tubman's hand? It actually looks like a rotisserie chicken. It actually does. <laughs> Could you imagine if Richard Tubman has just been replaced on this Instagram by somebody completely different and we don't know because we haven't seen a picture of him? Oh, what, and he like comes back to the office and it's someone completely different? It's someone different. completely different, but going, oh, no, it's me, it's Richard Tubman. <laughs> like, what? <Why? laughs> exactly. Hi, it's that me, is... R Richard Mann and Tuban. <laughs> he's, he's currently at the uh, Agrophobics Anonymous <laughs> Festival. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> we need to get the scoops. Wait, who are you? Wait, Logged in. So Dan, Joel's Dan, Dan's logged in as right, Joel's, Joel's on it. <laughs> Joel's asking the hard questions. Anybody we can DM right, with Joel well, uh, account. Is he, gets, is he gets stuck in the um, I think, attack of the clear tomato starting I, himself. I think he fell into some bees. <laughs> I had some of that bee soup. It's not agreed with me. I didn't me. say bee soup. I said pea soup. <laughs> oh, what a circumstance. I find myself in. King Kong's balls. <laughs> uh, so that's in Japan. Uh, Jack in England, where he usually mm -hmm. is, has finished his walk. Yeah, yes. yeah well done, Jack. 
fun tastic job. We are all very proud of you, Jack. And um, your lovely little uh, diary, I guess. Yeah, he's yeah. done blogs, hasn't he? Oh, of, yeah. his, of his trip so far. And they've been really good to, to read. You even got a shout out in one yeah, of them? Yeah, because I started reading them on yeah. the stream. And it was great because at the start of it, he's like, he's doing the Jack thing of, hey, I walked past someone. And I looked at him, he looked at me, and I looked away. I thought about that moment for the next seven hours. And you're like, <laughs> it's just a wonderful insight into mm. his head. Like, because as you all said, what would, be, what would he be like with self-confidence? And we know what he would be. He'd be Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> so, but at the end of that, though, he was typing confidently. He was like, yeah, I'm doing this. It's I'm been so good proud of the things I've done. And it's like, wonderful. What if he comes to the podcast next week? Actually, that would be nice given this week. But like, <laughs> what if he, he shows up? That'd be nice. But then what if he's just like, yeah, this has really changed my life. And he immediately just punches Fraser in the face. I'm not going to jack the job. I'm jack the champ. Jack the champ, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it was, I got to, to chat to him a couple of times because we, we had him on BBC Radio Newcastle oh, doing, doing updates. So on his rest days, I'd give him a call yeah. while oh. I was on air and we'd, uh, we'd, we'd talk about the, the walk and stuff like that. He's raised several thousand pounds for the National oh, yeah, Autistic well Society. He's absolutely smashed his target. Yeah. So thank you to everybody who's donated as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. and thank you. Calls. If you have done as well, it's it's for a really worthy cause. Something really close to Jack's heart as yeah. well. Uh, we are incredibly proud of our boy Jack. Never been prouder. What well a done, guy. lad. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. Ah. <sighs> 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 That's the noise Jack did when he sat down for the first time. <laughs> my leggies. You yeah. can imagine him saying that. Can't Absolutely. Yeah. My ah, leggies. my leggies. <laughs> my feetsies. My feetsies, yes. Yes. Is, is this man 50 cc's of chalky muffins, Dad. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the Hall of Fame. In condescending order from last week, the Sean Ross Sap Pop, 28%. He's getting a lot of love this week. I love that Sean Ross yeah. Sap Pop. Uh, Fraser's dad marking out, overseeing Andrew. <laughs> I don't understand tell what you this, this is. No, I haven't heard 31%. this. 31%. Fraser said that because his dad watches this, yeah. uh, this lovely channel that we're all part of, he drove past you. And I don't think he, he didn't honk his horn because oh, right, okay. he wouldn't have known who he was. Yeah. But he sent a message to her, his son going, I've just seen Andrew. Oh, oh my that's God. really sweet. Yeah. Oh, that's really oh, I didn't know you didn't know. No, I had oh. no idea, honestly. Ah. Well, yeah, good showing. Yeah, nothing, good show. 31%. Yeah. And Cult Use win over Jumperium inside War Games on that 2K23 stream. No, he did EXO 41%. What a stream. You picking up the win there as well in that match. That's a small part the, of the reason why I did that. It's also just the lovely uh, the lovely comments and stuff. The, the reading the live chats. I'm like, come on. <laughs> Come on, we can do it. We can do it. People are like, wow, people really get into these it was things. It, it was really, really fun. It was really, really fun. And you and Ben did a, a mint job on comedy. You did an amazing well. job. First time so I was working good. together and we must do it again. It you must do it fun. again, please. Mm. Sad at the fate of Mr. Powerful, Alan Powerful, getting a, a <laughs> shoe in from Barbara Pierce. Um, triple jump, livid about yeah. that. Why, that's like the, I feel like getting a shoe in from Barbara Pierce is when people sort of first over Rhea Ripley. It's like, that's yeah. the thing that you want to, it's the thing that you actually want to happen. People will oh, pay no, for it. Don't hurt me, <laughs> but wrap your legs around my, around my, around my neck. <laughs> so like, oh that's no, your, I've your fallen. That was your Tinder bio that was back <laughs> in the day. Oh no, Count Demet's Kresk is going to come get me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh, yeah. No, that was a wonderful thing there and it's good seeing the Sander Taker. 
Yeah. So good. Sam DeTaker yeah, yeah. versus uh, Brian Bumpus and Dick Machenko. <laughs> yeah. What, what fun that was well to call. Done. What fun that was to watch. And Jack is still wearing the gear, not because no one's bothered to change him, because he looks good. Riding that high. Still riding that high. That's it, man. That's all you're going to do. <laughs> riding high again. We're going to keep on riding it. My pick for Hall of Fame was a bit from last week's podcast. Wow, really getting into it. Uh, <laughs> would you please Sorry, play it, Dan? <laughs> a bit from last week's podcast. It's got clipped by someone lovely on the interwebs. It was Young. Oh, it was this. Young Kane. Oh, this is fabulous. Now, we all love Ross. And we all have our different, like, knowledges of things and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, We know that Ross doesn't, like, watch Marvel films, for example, and stuff like that. So it was just, I would know where just this little uh, interaction, God, I'm glad I got my hair cut. Well, he wants to put that on his shelf. Why would he let someone destroy that? I'm yeah. sure there was a character. He's got he's he's full of he's got big ego. There's a character in We're Star really Wars. We're really fighting for this. Aren't I'm right? sure there's a character in Star Wars, right, who was aligned with the Jedi's and yeah. then turned out to be aligned with Darth Maul. That's Anakin. Is that he's not for a door, is it? <laughs> Later on, he, yeah, he yeah. Turned, yeah. The whole thing is Anakin the, Skywalker ends up being. Oh, am I spoiling this? But yeah. Palpatine. I've, only, I've seen. I've never seen the one with Are you going to watch any of them? Nah. This is a spoiler <laughs> from <laughs> 70 years ago. Anakin Skywalker <laughs> ends up turning into Darth Vader. I've only seen episode. Right, so I've only seen episode one so you know all the, the way through. You know the whole like, Luke, I am your father. Ah! <laughs> 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 We're going the podcast there. Pal- to be honest Pal- with you. Yeah, then that's it. it. Yeah, like, it was just like, oh, Palpatine is he? What else has he been? And we were like, the Emperor from Star Wars. <laughs> In all three different versions. Wait till we tell him that Mrs. Doubtfire and the dad are two different people. <laughs> I don't get it. Why couldn't she work with him? <laughs> Didn't she look like Robin Williams? <laughs> <laughs> they never see him at the same time. Why is yeah, that? They're not like each other. Is it like CM Punk in the Elite? <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Doubt- Confirm Mrs. Doubtfire doing AEW Collision. <laughs> <laughs> All the great CM Punk, Thunder Rosa, <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. Dennis the Menace. <laughs> oh, so it was just the, the sweetness, the beautiful naivety of uh, Ross having Star Wars explained to him. Mm. If ever you need uh, to, to light a dark room, the light bulb going off above Ross's head, the moment yeah. he, he mentions Darth Vader, that could, that could light a small country. <laughs> ah, that, that was not as good as uh, Fraser going, well, that's Anakin Skywalker. Shut the front door. <laughs> yeah. He's only seen episode one. I love him so much. Love that. That's incredible. That's a great pick for Hall of Fame. Uh, it, Thank you for clipping it. It's not, like, you don't often see that sort of that like innocence either do you that sort of like the the right thing that's just another thing like, oh my, that's the thing about ross there's no pretension with yeah him. yeah he is mm. what you see is what you mm. get unlike mrs doubtfire <laughs> so that is my pick for hall of fame Incredible. uh andrew i guess we'll yeah i'll say you were technically second place yeah so course. you can go next uh well i actually so, so i had no idea what this was um but because i saw uh fraser sort of nominating his dad for the hall of fame uh, it is coming up on the anniversary of a fantastic message that I got from my mum regarding my dad as well. So I was like, oh, okay. well, let's put something, let's put something in there. Uh, if you would like to, to pull the, pull the messages up now, there's two messages. So this is the first <laughs> one. Now, a little backstory. My dad is not uh, a baker. Oh God, your dad's decided to bake. There's my dad. Usually he is dressed in farm garb covered in cow poo. And, uh, and and tarmac and all sorts of stuff. He's a grafter, right? He's a gra- he doesn't he don't often get into 
the baking bowl and the flour. So here we go. Oh, God, your dad's decided to bake. This is at 1.15 in the afternoon. This was a few years ago at this point, but, you know, he's got his glasses on. He's ready to go. Nice. Uh, and then, Dan, if you would like to change to the next one. He's only gone and set the electric whisk on fire. So that's in the bloody bin now. And that, so... 137. So this took him 17 minutes. Every, I'm not on for 17 minutes. Yeah, that, that'll do it. Yeah. everything to go tits up. Uh, and that is... How it started, how it's going. Exactly. And that is the story of my dad. Best intentions. But often, wow. it reminds me of The Simpsons, you know, where Homer's trying to cook for Mr. Burns. Yes. <laughs> And the cornflakes turn like set on fire. That is that that's a tale of my my dad right there. That, that's beautiful. I also like your your mum doing like a barbed wire fence of exes <laughs> yeah. just to make sure the electric whisk is on fire and <laughs> yeah. can't get out. I love how many kisses your mum puts at the end of messages. Oh she yeah, that's she's lovely. Good, she's a lovely. He needs to know. He, he needs to know. know. I love that. Can you do that with whisks? I'm so worried now. Okay. Like, well, apparently so. You can set electric whisks. I guess it's electric, so it, it could set on fire, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I know I know read it the instructions depends. like warning, don't do this of your wish. I imagine he, he would have seen that and then gone, well, we'll test that out, will we? <laughs> like well, a dad does. Hey, I love challenge. Ex no, that's it, that's it. So yeah. Instructions uh, are for city folk. <laughs> short and sweet there. You see an electric whisk, I see free cake and then <laughs> challenge. Bless him. Try to use a whisk on a cow. <laughs> I was literally about to say that then. Hey, no, He's just no, not going in. Whipped cream. <laughs> but I think I know how he did it. Because, like, a very, again, very dad type mm. thing. Because I'd be like that. I'd be like, this whisk is taking ages. Is there a way I can make it whisk faster? <laughs> and probably would have, like, really ground it <laughs> in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Moved it around and knocked it. <laughs> Come on. Oh, God. Because <laughs> I want to get it done quicker. <laughs> as, as dads and, and, and blokes say, we just want to get it done. I like get it done. I like Matthew's sort of thing there, where with the whipped cream, he just skips the part where, you know, the cream comes out of the cow. He just puts the cow in the bowl. <laughs> yeah. and then, let's, try and, let's try and get it out of him that Things way. Things on fire goes, ah, these are rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. I also appreciate seeing your dad wearing his hoodie indoors. It's like, oh, yeah, I yeah, do yeah. that, but I'm not a farmer. It's <laughs> <laughs> getting that age. Oh, that's a good pick. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. You. You Tom, are. what have you got? Well, third place in the Hall of Fame for next week. Spoiler. <laughs> I kind of thought I could I could just try and rig this in my favour and go, my Hall of Fame pick is those two's Hall of Fame picks just now. Because <laughs> um, well, I was going to put Jack in, right? Oh, you could do. What that's a phenomenal... No, no, that, that's a cheap no, one. No, but what a, what a phenomenal thing that Jerry he did. And, 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 and mm. no hyperbole. Genuinely, I've never been proud of him. He raised thousands and thousands of pounds. For, for an incredible charity. And he did something that, that I think has really been physically, emotionally, mentally good for him as well. Mm -hmm. And we all desperately want to try and find those little things that help us get through the day a little bit quicker, a little bit better, a little bit wiser, and finish the day a little bit stronger. And, and Jack has really done that. And he's really, he's really inspired me this week. And I really wanted to put Jack into the Hall of Fame for that reason. But then <laughs> I saw for the first time <laughs> Stone Cold E.T. Oh, <laughs> Dan, if you could do the honours. <laughs> have... There's no honour here. There <laughs> is all honour here. It is with Stone Cold E.T. Oh, it's on TikTok now, of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> this is Stone Cold E.T. And I want to order a couple of cheeseburgers. And that's the bomb line. Because you know Stone Cold E.T., like to come to White Castle or a couple of cheeseburgers to fill me up before I whoop some ass. Give me a hell yeah if you're down with Stone Cold E.T. 
I just Hell love yeah. <laughs> I just love how uninhibited he is by it all. How like even though no one is biting on it, he's doing it anyway. I love the spirit of it. I have since learned that's not new. <laughs> I should have known because it was filmed on a potato. <laughs> this is your version of what Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, 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 Hello. Over 10 years old, that. That was back when he was getting booked at those companies with Mr. Belling from Saved by the Mr. Bell. Mr. Belding. And Joey Janela when he was dressed up as Starman. Starman, yeah. Wow. Oh, it's that That's old. that period of indie wrestling. <laughs> Joey I... Janela went to AEW. That guy's still probably ordering a Whataburger. Um, <laughs> I sat on my on. sofa the other night watching that. That came up. And I just was in tears laughing. And Alex is sat next to me going, what are you watching? And then she watches and goes, yeah, are you all right? So <laughs> I like, no. And I've seen, and, and there's, he's done others. He's done like return videos and stuff mm. like that. He's done a couple since then. But that's the, that's the jam. That's the original. It's the OG. Yeah. So we've got, we've got to get Stone Cold E.T. in the Hall of Fame. It's, I mean, I know he's not this week because there's strong <laughs> contestants all around. Know. but. It's uh, it's when he talks and and obviously because the mouth doesn't move it's like the bottom the bottom <laughs> bit of the mouth just like moves. Yeah, those frogs. Yeah. yeah, it's it's akin to um, oh I feel bad his name's fallen right out of my head and it was the comedian who's no longer with us at the Papa Mache head. Frank Sidebottom. Frank Sidebottom. Yeah. Where like Frank Sidebottom would be so aggressive, but he had this lovely smiley face on it. He's like, kick your head in, I will. And he's just smiling at you. And it's like, it's got that sort of energy mm, to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it just, I love the energy of the guy who went, I've got this ET mask. I'm just going to rock up to the driver. That's the thing. And like, do a Steve Austin impression. Yeah. Where, does, where does that combination come from as well? It's, so it's a good. weird part mm. of your mind. And, and I applaud it. <laughs> as old as it is. You know what? Like how Mrs. Doubtfire is thirty years old. That is old. She's looking good, but still, but still <laughs> yeah. good. Stone Cold uh, see, for Hall of Fame. Me being a single person who's done jobs like that, part of me wants to see. What, driven up to a drive-through with Stone Cold ET. No, no, no. Just I'm. I'm not looking at that guy. I'm looking at the people in the background going, "Look, I'm not getting paid enough for this." <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, can you do it? Can you order? And he's just like, what? Vince McMahon, what? <laughs> and then, for some reason, though, I'm sympathizing with them, but then none of them can shut a window. That <laughs> no. thing is, that is actually attacking them at one point, I think. ET's <laughs> <laughs> distracting, and that's, that's trying to get the register. So, I wouldn't mind that, because working in Tesco, boring as hell. You try and get conversation out of people and oh, everything, man. and you get not. So if someone rocks up in a stone cold 
as Stone Cold ET, I'm all for it. You're I'm ready. Out, yeah. I'm ready for the ride. You know. I like yeah. them saying as well, like, no, we can't serve if you're wearing a mask. <laughs> and he just goes, well, I'm cooking, Mr. McMahon. Ignores it completely. Full steam ahead. You say he worked at a, a, a restaurant. Not like, not like that, but like other jobs where you uh, have to deal with nutters. Mm. I was going to ask whether you'd had anybody on playing drive through roulette. drive through roulette? What's, What's that? that? Oh, fun time. drive through roulette. So you go to a drive through and you say, can I have what the car in front had? But don't tell me what it was. <laughs> just charge me for it. And then Ooh. you see what you get. Oh. Fun little game for you to try at home. Oh. Drive through roulette. Spread the good word of drive through roulette. It's because in the commands is just a coffee. Like. Yeah, that's it. Like you, it could go really well. Like you could get like several family meals, or it could just be like an orange juice <laughs> and, and, a, and a bag of apples. Like that's not it. Drive through mm. roulette. Lovely. I there did like go. the fact that the TikTok account was called Fish Be Swimming. <laughs> <laughs> so in case you forget what they do. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are three good picks. And mm. I think we can get away with putting Jack as an honorary member of the Hall of Fame. Jack's big walk. Jack's yeah. big. Well, so there's four nominations this no, week. No, 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 not nomination. No. We're going to put him in. Put him in next week. Special occasions, because we, we have this little um, rule where if it's something sympathetic, like if it's a bit like, oh, no, this this nice person passed away or something. Like, we're not going to suck up to the lovely, mm. lovely people at Coldaholic. Hang on, didn't someone and... try and put world peace and <laughs> in here once? Ross got a bit uh, testy when he hadn't won for several weeks, so he was putting in anything. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to relax the rules somewhat, like an AW tag match. We were not paying attention that much. But... So the picks this week. Ah, Tom Campbell with Stone Cold E.T. and brackets. Oh, yeah. No, he's not come back or been remade. <laughs> it's just that one from Just the original. Yeah. Uh, Andrew with is your dad's cooking skills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could call it that, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Can't cook, try cooking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I am picking Ross finding out about Star Wars. <laughs> Those are your picks and your three picks alone by going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ha! Ah, this week in wrestling. Smackdown, subtitled Riddle Gets Diddled. In the Cold Alec Wrestling Podcast sense of the word. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> thank you for clarifying. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens go on a stroll towards the ring. Once the pair have reached the ring, Sami shows how deep and complex he is by saying he still hasn't been able to process the title win at WrestleMania because of the bloodline and the upcoming draft. Kevin Owens proves he is both shallow and silly. Shilly. Yeah, that's what I nearly said. (laughs) But displaying he doesn't understand how the draft works. KO claims he and Sammy will defend the tag team titles even if they're on different brands. Saying isn't so, Kevin. Do the O2 Dudley boys mean nothing to you? (laughs) The bloodline appears, and Sammy mocks them for always having to answer to their daddy, Roman Reigns. The Usos mock Sammy, potentially turning on KO, not in the way a daddy would turn you on, by the way, but the fighting way. Mm. Riddle appears and hey, diddle, ding, dong, diddle. <laughs> the bloodline are down and the scene has ended. It was at this moment we realized that Ross was too ill to make it. <laughs> <laughs> There's some bangers. Let me tell you in these notes, oh, there is some God. bangers. This is how wrestling is seen through a dead. No one so jolly. What's really nice is, is that we do the classic SmackDown review on a Saturday. No episode tomorrow, by the way, back next week. But Matthew will write the notes for the SmackDown review weeks ahead. So when you come to read them, they're like someone else has written them. <laughs> and sometimes it'll go one or two ways. I'll go, oh, that's good, that. Yeah. Or I'll be like, that's, oh, it's what? rubbish. Who wrote that? Ooh. But we know who wrote this. Whereas this Ross week, did. Ross wrote them for you. <laughs> he he did. did. That's why it's beautiful. <laughs> so, yes, that did happen. 
It did. Uh, Pierce makes the match between Riddle and Solo at the end of the show, which makes sense because mm-hmm. Solo's the one who took Riddle out. Yep. Um, there was much rejoicing. And that this was your opening segment of SmackDown. Any thoughts? The bloodline isn't fine. Yeah, there was a lot of talking about that, wasn't there? It, it, the whole, um, just like Jay being like, oh, you're the ones that are going to turn on each other. You're the ones, yeah. Sammy's going to turn on you. And then Sammy's like, nah, nah, it's not, it's not going to happen. Though, no, is just because it? it happened 17 times yeah. before. <laughs> It yeah. can't possibly happen again. Right. What happens though? What happens? Because you know they say on um, everybody's eligible for the draft. What happens if one of the tag team champions does get drafted? Well, to, to go back to uh, what Matthew referenced there, the mm. O2 Dudley boys. Yes, yeah. um, the tag champs get drafted together. Mm. Right. And the Dudleys challenged Billy and Chuck for the tag titles on the SmackDown before they were due to split as like a last ditch attempt oh. to stay together. I and they about fell, that. they came up short. So <gasps> they had to be split up. They lost to Billy and Chuck, so they looked at each other and went, Yeah, we deserve the split up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so it is weird how they're like, oh, whatever happens, but like if they're tag champs, they will stay together. Yeah. I think they'll be assigned a brand, but as champs, they will work between the two. They'll be drafted when... to the Thunder Rosa, CM Punk, <laughs> Mrs. Delphire division. One of you's going on the Naughty Step brand. <laughs> the others. But I like the idea that they get drafted to other brands, but they go, look, as long as you're champs, you hang out together, which mm, adds yeah. that extra bit of jeopardy. Yeah. So like, as soon as you lose the belts, they get split up. Yeah. Mm. We can't have them get split up. So I like that as an idea. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has cheated out the winner's purse by referee Jessica Carr. The blind referee spots Dwayne The Rock Johnson using Xavier Woods tights to gain an advantage. He cited Dwayne The Rock Johnson at this, so it took me a few seconds. Oh, LA Knight, <laughs> yeah. right, thank you, mate. Why is he the full name now? Is he doing my GM mode or something? <laughs> like The Rock's a, a mid, mid-card wrestler. <laughs> fails to see Woods doing the same to score the victory. How is that fair? I'll tell you, it's not. I partly agree, but then immediately after that, uh, Imperium having a little old talk, mm. as they tend to do. Xavier Woods sticks his trombone all up in Gunther's business, like the Lurpak Spreadable Man. <laughs> We set up an icy title match between the pair here, and because one is super serial and he calls the other one a goof, it writes itself. Uh, this is Xavier Woods' first shot at the icy title. Yes. That's crazy. Probably because he's too busy to get his trombone out and be <laughs> <a gag. laughs> I'm buzzing for this match, me. Like, uh, yeah? I really, I really like Xavier Woods a lot. I think he's quite underrated. Personally, what do you think? I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see what you think. Oh wait, the the hot gamer guy. Oh, I think he's overrated. Me, oh, oh my god. We'll beat him like we'll be triple jump. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm very happy for him. Yeah, me too. And he's wrestling Gunther. Your favorite boy. During general. During general. <laughs> Keep after your trousers beating, on during that one, please, Matthew. After after beating L.A. Knight, it's a good week for Matthew's favorites. <sighs> what a week. Uh, uh, five years ago this week, by the way, L.A. Knight was a tag champion with Scott Steiner. Wow. You're welcome. On impact? Yeah, of course. Where else? <laughs> Where else would let such shenanigans happen? No memory of that. Mm. Wait, no. There was a bit where they drove on a little golf cart backstage and mm. yelled at Josh Matthews. Was that? Oh, okay. Yeah. Fun times. <laughs> yeah. Do, do with that information what you will. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for that. But yeah, I was a bit surprised that LA Knight would lose, but it's it's just a minor setback. It's a minor setback until he wins the money in the bank. That's right. He's not Cody Rhodes. No. Calm down. Come on now. Damien Priest starts talking the words, but doesn't manage to get anything we haven't heard already out of his <laughs> mouth before the LWO cut him off in clear house. Oh, that's nice of them. Hmm. Priest then takes on Santos Escobar and beats him with the South of Heaven, a.k.a. that Slayer song. Rey Mysterio <laughs> comes down and beats up his son a little bit. 
further proving he's a terrible father. <laughs> Was WrestleMania not enough, man? <laughs> Selena Vega looks to be the first challenger for Rhea Ripley's SmackDown women's title as for the second week in a row, the former queen nails the Eradicator with a shoot Hurricane Rana, this time the barricade. I forgot about us doing the shoot Hurricane Rana the week of the podcast. <laughs> oh, Hurricane Rana, a shoot Hurricane Rana. <laughs> no, I thought Priest and uh, Esquire had lovely chemistry together. Mm, me too. I'm excited for when Santos breaks away from the LWO. I think he's going to be a megastar. Oh, I really do. Not for a while yet. I yeah, think yeah. He's happy playing basically the. Uh, uh, they kind of they've come in, and we'll see this more on Raw. They kind of came in with a lot of momentum at the moment. The way they're sort of booked, they're sort of akin to the Putty Patrol from the Power Rangers, <laughs> and they seem just to take a just turn up on mass and then just take a shoe in. Yeah, yep. That will change. All being well, I uh, also enjoyed. I think it was in this match on SmackDown, where Michael Cole just went bananas when, I, I can't remember, I think it was, uh, it was someone from the LWO was taking out Damian Priest, and Michael Cole was going off his rocker. Get him, get him, get him, get yeah. him, just like over and over again. It was so good. He's like that whenever Dom gets attacked. That was, I think yeah. that was probably what it was. I think that's what it was, yeah. Get him, I hate my kids too. <laughs> I live vicariously through you. No, I love Relaxo Cole. <laughs> he's not laughing at Dom getting attacked he's laughing at uh, Top Dollar existing <laughs> Solo Sokoa is not a mute it says here he tells Paul Heyman to tell Roman Reigns that he's got this ahead of his match with Riddle Paul has been shouting things for a while before Solo felt the need to speak if any aspiring wrestlers are watching the podcast this is the way you get under the skin of the bloodline which may in turn possibly lead you to victory it says here hashtag shout at solo <laughs> but it was cool because he was talking about how riddle disgraced the bloodline including he disgraced the oh, yeah, usos yeah. alpha seeker the memory of yokozuna umaga's turning over in his grave i think paul Heyman started saying something in samoan yeah and that's when solo went whoa mm. tell him it's fine it's great i like this i'm like yeah, solo because your samoan's really good <laughs> I don't know why they mentioned Yokozuna though because Yokozuna he's, was, was he's Japanese. Japanese yeah that's a bit weird weird um, that they mentioned that a bit I, I know I was so good the first time Matt Stryker said you know all the Simone Dynasty guys it's like first time like I don't know why he would be bringing up but like yeah Yokozuna I was like no <laughs> no he's Japanese stop it yeah your Ross Tweddle moment like, <laughs> yeah, huh? yeah. Ah! shut the door <laughs> shut the shut the front shut door. the front door uh Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez are here. It appears that they want to star in The Good Life on the BBC <laughs> circa 1975 and 78. <laughs> Everything is so bloody nice. Nice, 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 nice. Uh. <laughs> so we've got The Good Life and the young ones there. Okay, Ro <laughs> Ross clearly felt the impact of the Star Wars thing. has gone and done his research. Bloody hell. The Karens are here being very Karenish and blame Management Bald, a.k.a. Pierce, not confused with uh, FDR Bold, for their shortcomings in the women's tag team division. The two sets of teams fight and the Karens are down in the mud. Yeah, bloody Karens. Bloody Karens. <laughs> I enjoyed reading Ross's report more than listening and watching Liv and Raquel come out like they've been affected with the Joker Venom. Yeah. The most unconvincing smiles I've seen this side of a Tony Blair <laughs> politician campaign. It was a very fake bit. And they had horrible lines. Yeah. Yep. Not those ones, the ones that they were given the <laughs> oh, If they no. had done those ones, it would have been a very different yes. sketch. <laughs> Believe me, I know. I'm still not sick of letting you throw me around. Oh, that's good, girl. Silence. Yep. Thankfully, the Karens came out and no one likes them, so they got booed. 
I would have preferred if they would have done a good life skit where they were in the garden, just planting, <laughs> just planting little crops and that. Some cauliflower here and some carrots there. Raquel put a fence up because she's tall. Because she's tall, yeah. yeah. That'll um, keep them out. Keep them, keep, <laughs> but then Chelsea Green turned up like a badger, tunnels well, she's, underground. She's the, she's the, the neighbours that always like pop right, aren't they? Oh, like, the gosh, neighbors. yeah, what's her name? Mar- Margot. 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 That's right, I. She's there going, they're at it again. Yeah. Raquel's putting up the bird feed and Liv's <laughs> eating from it. <laughs> oh, those neighbours. <laughs> hey, have you seen that? Raquel's just turned on Liv Morgan. No, everyone turns on Liv Morgan. <laughs> Not news, that. Reading the paper, pipe on the go. <laughs> so niche this week. It's it great. is, isn't it? Go watch the good knife, you good life, you uncultured hick. This, so, this is how we stay in the cultural zeitgeist of, uh, <laughs> We, the good we, life. We are not in the cultural zeitgeist. We, we mentioned TikTok an hour ago. Now on the good life. Nagamura. You Grapsity talking about the good life. I'm just saying. Just <laughs> what else we could shove in this week. Nagamura 2.0's push begins as he defeats Madcap Mass. Whoa! While Emma is both confused and not very happy with the proceedings, she motivated Ma- Moss by saying, "You won an Andre Battle Royal," which. When he was about to face a man who's won a proper rumble match. <laughs> yeah. That don't impress ah, me much, he says here. <laughs> Silly woman, Ross Wright. Wow. That's whoa, very true. Whoa. Silly woman. <laughs> now, come on, I went, Silly old moo. <laughs> Silly old the moo. The late 60s there. See how far we can go. <laughs> Nakamura 2.0's push ends as Carrion Cross and Scarlet. Oh no. A show to have bought a card. With his picture on it from the shops. Was it a Tops trading card? <laughs> <laughs> we all look forward to a few weeks of scintillating TV involving the three people mentioned in this paragraph. <laughs> Ross, don't take this the wrong way. I think I may have broke my phone. Don't take this the wrong way, Ross, Bob. I hope you're ill all every week. <laughs> bloody hell. Thank you. It was a segment. It, w- it certainly was a segment. Madcap, very aggressive on the off in this as well. He, I think at one point he almost dumped Nakamura on his head too. Uh, yeah. well, if anyone knows about that, it's Moss. It's, bless him. It is, bless him. I was genuinely worried for a bit they might have Moss beat Nakamura. I had a feeling in my waters they oh, might. Wow. But no, common sense prevailed. Yes. It's fine. I had a horrible feeling. God, God that, would be, that would be funny. It would have been hilarious, but, you know. And, and then and then Cross goes, hey, your, your punishment is to face me. <laughs> like, yeah. the, the, weird, the, the most interesting, uninteresting character on the show. I actually forgot he was part of the show. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Moss. Yeah, Moss. Yeah. No, well, no, Cross as well. I like completely Moss just like Moss, Moss and, and Cross. Cross. There you go, sorted. You're back, lads. Moss it's and just Cross. An angry plant. Here's Moss in the field there. Oh, no. Margo, get out there. That, hey, you're not seen a plant this bad since that Zeppelin split up. Solo Sagoa defeats Matt Riddle in your main event of the evening. Riddle looked to have the thing won, but went for a shoot to pay. <laughs> <laughs> shoot to pay on the people who weren't even involved in the match. Allowing Solo to recover and spike for the win. After match, Riddle is diddled on the announce table by Solo before the swan bulldozer bulldozes the table on top of Riddle. Owens and Sammy turn the thing back over so Riddle isn't shoot squashed. 
with all the shootings. What a phenomenal push we're seeing this week for Solo Sokoa. Yeah. In general, we are. To the point where I'm thinking, maybe Solo Sokoa should be the guy that takes out Roman. I was going to say. Not takes his titles. Yeah. Not beats him for the titles, but takes him out. Yeah. Maybe after he, after he loses the belts, it's, it's Solo that just clatters him and goes, I feel, I'm the captain yeah, now. Yeah, I feel like... Uh, I agree with you in that sense as well. Like the this whole push makes me believe that Solo could do something uh, devastating to Roman Reigns somehow. Oh. Maybe he becomes the head of the table down the line. He's got the the ruthless aggression to do yeah, so. Doesn't he? Yeah, really very good. Has. I can see him after he loses the belt. It being like um, an old school Transformers when Grimlock would want to be the leader, not Prime. Mm. Oh, I thought you me Grimlock smart, Prime dumb. <laughs> I thought you were going to say when uh, Megatron gets thrown out of the out of the, out of the side <laughs> of the of the spaceship. That's such a good Goodbye, Megatron. Well, we need to get rid of some dead weight. But then he gets. Ooh, Megatron's dead. He's like, I'm not. I'm still like, well, nice. Nice to see you. To see you. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets sucked into Unicron and comes back and goes, Oh, I'm sorry, I did that thing. <laughs> Transformers the movie. Uh, more interesting than AEW Rampage. Ah. Which it says here, stop, drop, kaboom, baby, you snip them nips, you. What? <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that? What is that? What? 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 You're saying. What, what, what? You saw Rampage, didn't you? Yeah, but are they the lyrics? No, no, no. no. <laughs> He's the Rampage. Skywalker. <laughs> You referencing what happened on on that? Nothing Rampage. happened on Rampage. Oh, oh, no, it did. I sent a mess- it certainly did. Bollocks. It certainly did. Don't don't gaslight me. Uh, I sent a message to the Colin Royce podcast, obviously because nobody was here, saying, "Can we just do like a note section for this because of the little amount of happening?" But apparently, you know, I'm uh, people in disagreement. Yep. Let's see who was right. Aussie Open defend the IWGP Tag Team Titles against the best friends rather easily, considering the Aussie lads couldn't buy a win last year. They turned out in an AW ring. This shows growth and progression. <laughs> Live, laugh, pile drivers. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was obviously Aussie Open have just won the IWGP tag team titles. They're winning. It was funny to see them just batter best friends and everyone go, best friends haven't got a chance here. After best friends challenged the trio's titles last week. <laughs> <laughs> It they was keep... only a week ago. It was like, yeah, you've you got no chance. They keep falling upwards, don't they, best friends? They, they do. Um, <laughs> and Mark Davis's uh, Kiss Your Eyes and Counter F. Oh, wait, what's it called? Kiss Your Eyes and Counter F. I actually got the name yeah, right. Yeah, we called it. Ages we so called cold. it during a North match. I know, but that's probably the last time I played yeah. Cold Yeah. Yeah. Uh, still looks lovely. Mm. Aussie Open, wonderful bastards. Uh, yeah, nice. Very, very good. I'm so happy to see Aussie Open on telly. Great. Yeah, me too. They were great. It was like a nice exhibition for them. Yeah. Mm. They look great. Yeah. Mark Briscoe's handed a wonderful t-shirt by his friend of 20 years, Jay Lethal, <laughs> and his friends who should be doing 20 years behind bars for being bad men. <laughs> JJ, Sanjay, and Satnam. It's such a great t-shirt because like everybody's face, like Satnam, Jay, Sanjay, Jarrett, their faces are all on the top. And then, like, you've got Mark Briscoe's face in the bottom, in the bottom left yeah. corner. Like, yeah. you're one of us now, look. He's <laughs> yeah. like, couldn't be further away. And also, it's that style where it's just the outline filled in. So it did look like an angry Mother Teresa. <laughs> it did, because it's like missing the mustache bit that he's got. So it was just like this. 
giant bushy beard on the bottom. Big bushy beard. <laughs> Big bushy beard. However, Ross echoes my exact thoughts. Um, so here's somebody who's in a stable that he doesn't really want to be in. Yeah. And looks like he's trying to get out. It's not getting along. It appears to be the exact same thing Matt Hardy just did with the firm. Well, it's finished now, so now I can do it. We can do it again. Oh, good. We can use that gimmick. Yeah. No one else <laughs> is Jim doing Cornette it. Jim Cornette says it's the seven second rule. <laughs> seven seconds. It, after seven seconds, you can either redo a feud or eat it off the ground. One of the, maybe both. Maybe both if you Jim. Yeah, maybe my should have eaten them. Yeah. Probably not. Oh, I, uh, those teeth. That's why they had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Making sense, Tom. FDR come down the ring for a welcome chat because the bald one isn't clogging up people's timelines with wanky CM Punk bollocks. <laughs> so the proper. Oh my God. The bald, oh, it gets worse. The bald one is actually being one hell of a baby face here. And this sick guy, in brackets, Mafu, double thumb yourself, you deserve it, is really glad he's rid of his podcast. What the How brave is Matthew to, to, to read the words of Ross? Because you know what happens? This stuff gets clipped. All Dax is going to hear is you saying that. <laughs> It's been sad to see the sentiment turn against them, but it's been deserved, quite frankly. FDR Hare must be a happy boy now. The lads speak about how it took two years and five months to get the tag team titles back and how they've signed on for another four years of All Elite. They turn into Chumbawamba, so you know, getting knocked down, but then getting up again. <laughs> Lovely tribute to Jay Briscoe. Yeah. Mm. On the tag on the titles, titles where it says Jay Briscoe. Yeah. Mm. That's that was very nice. That. Mm. Yeah, onwards and upwards. Obviously, the back proper now... No longer injured. Mm -hmm. mm. They've made it clear. We're back for four years. Off I like to think that they won't. We're never coming back to AEW. What can they offer us? We're running Wembley Stadium. <laughs> Bret Hart took and ball on. Hey, you know what? I've always loved AEW. Four more years. Four more years. <laughs> so, yeah. I think they said as well, was it over here or somewhere else, that uh, after those four years, then they're done, retired. Yeah, it was in this bit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking as well. Yeah, I don't sure think you so, are. yes. Retirement, eh? Ooh, built the last. The Hardys, Isaiah, Cassidy, and Hook are glad to have Jeff Hardy back after a rough nine months. And nobody was even pregnant. <sighs> well, can't always win. They are looking forward to their match with the firm so they can win. And Matt and Isaiah can get out of their deals with said firm. What? Even though Hook beating Ethan Page did that already, didn't it? I'm confused. Double thumbs if you want here, Mafu. Yes, we're confused. We learned the match is going to take place at the Hardy compound, I think. I got lost in Jeff Hardy's lovely new eyes. Well, I. I yeah. The uh, firm deletion, they're calling it. No. Oh, that's good. I'm not, that's deletion. good. I'm not raving of the idea of them doing this again. Because no. first uh, time they had their running impact, it was great. Then they did it in WWE, and it was a bit poo. I and it's like, that's right, we're doing it again. It's like, okay. I think the firm have the characters that could pull off some fun comedy yeah. okay. I Is this a way so that Jeff can do something without actually having to do something? Yeah, I if think they so. Do this, uh, if they do this kind of match? I that think would make sense, I think, Yeah, I think so. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm glad you are. <laughs> Wardlow is mad. Hobbs is mad. They speak about slapping their meat off one of the next week, this week, in their TNT title match. Mm. More of that to come. Mad. Mark and Jeff and Satnam and Jay win a squash match. 
Man Scout Jake Manning, one of their yes! opponents, as a really worrying gimmick, is you really a fully grown man pretending to be in the Scouts? I'm sensing oh, Jim, oh, Jim Ross, Jim Ross gave sorry. the gimmick the contempt it deserved, which is funny. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. a scout. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, you commentated on a dead man for 20 years. Yeah, don't be silly, and his, JR. And his, and his fake dad, Paul Bearer. But yeah, sure, Man Scout is a step too far. Jim, that is your real name. Man's got Jake Manning. That gimmick's been around as long as Stone Cold DT. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was brand new. When's he going to show up in a squash match? <laughs> in the corner of my right already. <laughs> <laughs> he got his he got his squash match badge for that, though, so it's good. Oh. <laughs> dib, dib, dib. Job, job, job. Hey! <laughs> good night, everybody. Taya Valkyrie defeats Emi Sakura in a match that happened on last week's Rampage. They did it again? Did oh, it, yeah. I see. After match, Jay Cargill is here to lay off the SmackDown on some heifer. <laughs> <laughs> and does so, planting Taya with a jaded after a bit of back and forth that also involves Layla Gray. Mm. This was a surprisingly long match, but it I guess was. had to have something filled Rampage. But... Nice to see Amy Sakura on TV. I don't get a chance to say this on the podcast. The last women's champion of Middlesbrough, lest we forget. Oh. Amy Sakura the, was the last ever 3CW women's champion. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yeah. Amy Sakura is the, champ, the last women's champion of Middlesbrough. And the people who brought you the last king of Scotland, the last women's <laughs> champion of Middlesbrough. <laughs> I was there the night she won it. It was Aww. a lovely time. Off, um... Go on, you got this. People Matthew. are frantically on their phones. On oh. cagematch.net, typing in 3C, don't go on, go on, Tom. Don't drop the ball. Do it for Middlesbrough. Smoggy, smoggy, smoggy. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> gravy, gravy, gravy. I feel really... Palmo, I, I love gravy. <laughs> I actually can't remember who I'm going to have to. This is so important. Carry on. Um, I th uh, is 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 Taya the one to do it? Is she going to take? Is she going to take the belt? No. You know the way no? for Cody. The way for Cody. <laughs> Cody. Adrenaline. <laughs> Jose, the assistant, managed to keep his shirt on while challenging El Geo del Vigno <laughs> for a Triple A mega title shot on behalf of Adrilis to go. AEW have their own belts that can't get on TV because of things like QTV, you know. Mm. Savage oh, thoughts from Ross. Damn. How dare he? How dare he? Double thumb. I agree. That's one thumb, Matthew. <laughs> the JAS pour acid directly in the eyes and ears of everyone watching as they do some rap. Oh, God. Okay, yes. Thank you for that. Honestly, watching Jake Hager try to wrap Christmas presents for his kids would have been better than this. <laughs> but I guess that was the point. I bet Jake Hager is useless at wrapping presents. His hands will be too big. Anyway, they claim to arrive and do their thang, and eventually it looks like they're going to perform a vasectomy. The daddy magic's presumably flaccid nipples, but the JAS boys get away before any nipples were snipped. It was a this segment. This actually happened, yes. It did, yeah, it did. Um, sad that we didn't get some snipping of the nipples. Was it? It, it was very sad. But I don't know. I, I quite enjoyed the, uh, the raps by JAS. Because th they were suitably Kanji! bad, weren't they? He's got it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Andrew, carry on. Kanji got it. Oh, there wasn't yeah, too much can. more. Uh, ah, that was good. Uh, yeah, no, I thought it, I thought it was all right. <laughs> it, was a it was a fine segment. It was okay. Hiragana. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the, the top marks go to Jake Hager for his rap. Right. I rap about this. I rap about that. One more thing. I like this hat. Yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> good. It's, it's a good get. Loves it's amazing, hat. isn't it? Wrestling could be sometimes high. It's that guy who can't talk very well who says he has a hat. And people go, <laughs> yay! Yeah! Well, fair enough, mate. And he loves his hat. Now, I'm liking this little mini feud of JS just not getting it that they claimed they don't want anything to do with them mm. until they did this. And it's like, oh, oh, we're not friends. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Oh, fair enough. Babyface and now not friend of MJF and oh my god I've run out of ideas for gimmicks so 10-10-10 baby Sean Spears loses to Jungle Boy in your alleged main event is it too late for Sean Spears yes yeah. <laughs> big question <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's what everyone's talking about right <laughs> good night thanks for listening yeah, join us no, it was what it was. And it's like some sort of tenuous link. Well, Sean Spears was friends of MGF for ages, so Jungle Boy's going to take him on. It's like, people's like, where's he been? Yeah, exactly. He's still here? Where's he, oh. where's he been? I think he, he's he... been out eating out the bins again. Eating <laughs> <laughs> out the bins again. Yeah. I don't know if, didn't they say on commentary that he's just like become a dad or something as well? I don't know if that's maybe eating up his time a little bit. Yeah, like a bit as, of, as I guess a, a child would. Yeah, maybe. I'm not too sure, but yeah. Good for him. Good for him. I think, I don't know. <laughs> WWE Raw. Um, just a reminder that Jack needs to do the laptop thing, I guess. <laughs> so where did they, can I ask, where did this stem from? What is this? He did a bet. He How long ago was this bet? Ooh. Was it a while ago at this point? I, I think we, did, we talked about it before, because I thought it's over a year, right? And someone said it's come up to two years, I think. Wow. Don't quote me, because I can't remember. That. I don't mm. think I was involved in it, because I don't remember the uh, actual in, inception of it. Okay. But I remember them ragging on him afterwards. Because as I point out to people, Sam took forever to eat his, uh, was it his hat? His hat, yeah. His hat. But he got there eventually. Yeah. Did it on Christmas Day? Yep. Yeah. Jack still hasn't done that, but I was a man of my word when I said, there's no way Steve Austin's having a match with Kevin Owens. It's not as if it's <laughs> going to be competitive. Had one of the most exciting matches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a rare misstep for you, sir. You're very flattering. <laughs> no, it's just, I just thought like that's it's really obvious that he's gonna have a fight. Like I, I was trying to be I was trying to do like the Eric Bischoff thing where I was like, just commit to the bit. Commit ah, to the bit. Really that's right, they should book CM Punk versus Goldberg, Tony Khan. If you don't, you're a stupid poo-poo <laughs> head. Don't he listens. Eric Bischoff. No, Tony Khan. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Eric does, obviously. Eric, you suck. The bloodline are here and are almost immediately cut off by. The Judgment Day. What are you doing? <laughs> he types it now as one word in a couple letters. What are you? Q-W-E-A-V. <laughs> a large stare down between the two factions happens, and Rhea Ripley appears to be thirsty for war Sulu <laughs> for him. Paul Heyman announces that Roman Reigns has done a deal with the JD, which is news to everyone who isn't Paul or Solo in the PL. Finn Balor isn't happy with the whole thing. Yeah. Rhea is happy with it for now. The JD have been told to take out Sammy Kevin Riddle in their main event match this evening. Will they do it? <laughs> Ross written, no. N-U-R. I love this. Paul Heyman has played a blinder mm. uh, the last couple of days. On SmackDown on Friday, I, I was I was uh, remiss in mentioning this, but there's a bit where the Usos are staring down Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens, and Paul Heyman says, you two will have the belts because Paul Roman Reigns is sick of both of you. And the Usos thought they were talking about Kevin and Sammy, but Paul talked to the, looked at the yes. Usos as he said it, yes. and that was great. And then Damien Priest, the only one in a suit, wore, and I thought, I told him, he said he was wearing a suit, everyone else was there, because he'd brokered the deal mm. with Paul Heyman that only he knew about, and the Usos were like, we didn't know about this. He's like, now nah, we're going over your head now. And the look that Finn gives so good. as the handshake goes down. Like, Ooh! I like cool. it. I like it as well. I liked it. Damien Priest would actually be a very good Paul Heyman guy. Yo. I decided in that moment 
Damien Priest in a suit next to Paul Heyman. I didn't think mm. about that. Yeah. He's a good Paul Heyman guy. Mm. I like to make a variety because not only does it give a uh, mixing up of the things before the draft, so mm. going to some show by themselves and actually sticking to it because mm. everyone's just appearing on whatever show right now. And also, yeah, adds to the, yeah, we'll bring it in Judgment Day because of uh, you two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. And you're infuriating the... the management making decisions, then going, oh, yeah, this is the thing that we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Very nice. Enemy of Baby is my friend. And like the re Ripley stare, stare down, the only negative bit Finn Balor's wank t shirt. Oh, Finn 16 Finn... staples on it. Yeah, trying to be a 316 yeah. knockoff because everything in this company needs to be a reference from something that happened 30 years ago. Hello, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, was it Finn 14? It was <laughs> something Finn like 14 that. Yeah. Sta- equals staples. Yeah. But one thing, we didn't even see him bleeding nowhere. No one really saw the moment because the no. camera went, hey, look at the birds. <laughs> look at the birds. Oh, that cloud yeah, looks like a face. Ooh. <laughs> so like, wow, remember he got cut open? No, <laughs> we didn't see it. Look at this lovely thing off camera you can hear. Gary, it's bleeding. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> it so, won't stop. Yeah, so it's just funny. Like, he's making a thing of the moment. If there wasn't a moment, sir. Uh, mm. But yeah, it looks crap. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they referenced the moment on last week's Raw, so I guess it's canon that he got his head split. Yeah, open. I think didn't didn't he wrestle and he had like because he's got uh, an injury with his leg as well, right? So yeah. I think they pretty much hammering home like, oh, he's wrestling injured and he's his legs hurting and his head's stapled together. Look, we said this last week and it was a joke. Like, oh, it's amazing. It was Finn Balor versus Rey Mysterio. It's like it's amazing, even at this age, all the things that's happened to him. He can still have a great great match like that. Mm. Also, Rey Mysterio Jr. was great. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. It the shouldn't Black be. Knight always yeah. triumphs. <laughs> and then Rey Mysterio comes out, attacks Solo from the rear, and the pair have a match. The Usos get involved, as do the LWO, the hottest thing for maybe six weeks in WCW <laughs> in uh, late night yay. But eventually, a small spike gets Solo a large win. After the match, Solo and the Usos take out everyone who isn't a part of the bloodline. Good bit hit. Like I said, yeah. Solo... Flying solo. Really good push. Oh, really so, good push this week. He's going to be the guy that takes out Roman Reigns. I, th- I think... It's happening. I'd lo- I would genuinely love to see that happen. As Matthew was saying, once the belts are off Roman Reigns, then to still have the storyline of the bloodline and, and maybe Solo coming in to take over or be the one to just completely go, nah, it's done now. We're finished. Mm. And, yeah. yeah. Like um, DX98, like the day after Sean lost to Austin, mm. Triple H went, well... Dropped the ball, dropped all the balls. Which you can see Paul Heyman saying as well, and then so and then him and Solo align together. Well, I can mm. see Paul Heyman being scared of Solo. So if Solo attacks Roman and leaves him down, Paul's gonna be like, Tribal Chief. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's in keeping with Paul's character. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Alright, we're here for it. Maxine Dupree and Chad <laughs> Gable are fighting over OTs. <laughs> Who could blame him? He's fit as F. He is great. He is. And circles are big in Paris, and he's a massive one of those. <laughs> yep. I, lo- I love him. This is what happens. He's so bloody good, is Otis. Like, he's so versatile. So versatile. Like bird type potato. Waffle. It's a circle, so, you know. Like so your dad cooking, he's, he's very versatile. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just set the bloody wheels on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Baker Belair defeats Dakota Kai with relative ease unlike your dad I'll stop doing it yeah when did your dad beat Bianca Belair it was a shame this crowd didn't seem to give a flying F about this match but I was it was a bit of a foregone conclusion I didn't think that Dakota Kai was beating Bianca Belair at any point 
But I, I thought that she they had a great yeah. match. Yeah. yeah, me too. It was longer than I thought it was going to be as well. Um, yeah, a nice little show in for Dakota, I thought. But yeah, as you said, it was foregone conclusion, really. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what's the name of the finish. Oh, Bianca Blair with <laughs> the, the foregone, foregone conclusion. conclusion. Oh, one, two, three. <laughs> All right, Ross, Ross has put, forget about Austin 316. Forget about hard times. Forget about come Tuesday. Finn Balor cuts the best promo in pro wrestling history. When Heyman asks him if he's satisfied, meh, he says, meh, inspired work. <laughs> this scene ends with Rhea scaring off Heyman, who was in the process of calling Roman Reigns, presumably to tell on the JD for being nasty pasties. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite funny. It was given with some vigor, though, the meh. It, it was giving me, like, almost Jake Hager vibes. Eh? <laughs> nah, see, they were. That's, a, that's the difference. They were trying too hard to make Matt a thing during his promo. Jake Hager wasn't trying. <laughs> that's a very good point. That's why, you know, like the room is amazing, but like Sharknado 8 is like. Uh, mm. You're too aware now. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know you're making rubbish. That's not. Mm. Yeah. Management bold, brackets, Pierce. Ask Cody Rhodes roughly 174 times if he's sure he wants to face Brock Lesnar at Backlash slash call him out on tonight's Raw. Cody teases leaving, but then grabs a chair and sets up base camp in the ring. Security team, <laughs> the Undertaker, <laughs> oh wait, it's Brock. But he's wearing a massive coat like the Undertaker, or maybe 97 Sting would have done. Cody's going radio rental now, so much so that Pierce makes the match for Backlash in order to calm Rhodes down. Cody then smashes the security team in the safest looking way possible <laughs> before labeling Brock a coward because Cody grew up with cowboys and Brock thinks he's a cowboy, but he's not a cowboy. Hees a cow wood. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like what doing the really basic like storytelling thing that people are doing for decades now is like, oh, you know he's a bad cowboy. I knew he was a bad cowboy. He's wearing black. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's simple as that's Simple storytelling. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Cody and Brock. Like, mm. and, and I think as soon as the three count went down at Mania, within about a minute and a half, I kind of gone, all right, there's more story to tell here, which much to the chagrin of everybody watching on the live stream who were like, stop being an apologist and just be mad like all of us are. Yeah, but, so, sorry about that, Tom. It's all right, mate. I was rather mad. But there was, but there's, uh, obviously, if we get to Mania 40 and Cody loses again, then absolutely screw you to high hell. Mm. <laughs> you, you clearly can't finish the story. Uh, but I like the fact that now he's kind of going through the bosses like of, of, of Nakatomi yeah. Plaza. He's fighting back to the top again, isn't he? He's grinding like an FF7. Yeah, that's it. He's grinding. Hey. He's going back and he's, he's, he's getting more XP. Oh. So he fights Brock again. Brock's going to turn into a sexy long haired <laughs> Sefer Brock. Sefer Brock. Wait, wait, what's oh that? Oh my God. It's a song. B-R-O-C-K. <laughs> Cody's not here this week. He's on this chocobo farm breeding a gold <laughs> chocobo. So he could go to the island to get yeah. Knights of the Round. Cody, I took time out from breeding chocobos. <laughs> to tell you. <laughs> I want this match at Backlash to be like a nerdy Q, no holds barred type shenanigan. Uh, I think that would suit it very nicely. Save it for nine pitches. Oh. And and, and, and and do what you do so beautifully well, Andrew Hodkinson, and get right into the weeds. I didn't. I didn't. Get right into the weeds. Say anything there. Nobody's still <laughs> Seth <sighs> and The Miz steal the show. Oh. I'm sure the kids will be telling the pair that they didn't have to go so hard. No cap. <laughs> Thanks, Ross. Um, great no, match. but he is right, though. Seth and Miz have always had great chemistry together. Yeah. Remember, was it Backlash 2018 or 2019? 
where they opened the show. Oh, yeah. The and title. no one could follow it. Mm. And it didn't help because every match had a very similar structure afterwards. Mm. It was the one with Joe versus Reigns. And it was the match that crowd started chatting, beat the traffic in the left. <laughs> and it was because of Seth and Miz. Because so, they, yeah. they'd set the stall out incredibly well for the rest mm, of the night, yeah. but the goods weren't as good. Uh, they've always been beautiful together, and they were yeah. here as well. They were so good. I love seeing this side of Miz as well, because I feel like it's not a side we see very often in terms of him being more aggressive. And when he like actually gets into it, he shows that he's such a good wrestler. There was a bit, I think, where... Uh, Seth goes for a like a super kick and Miz catches him mm. and swings his leg around so then Seth's leg falls on the rope and then he like dives dives onto his leg and, and immediately puts him in a figure four leg lock like so quickly and so perfectly he's mint he's so good and I think we forget that sometimes as well I mean proof that wins and losses don't massively count in wrestling the Miz hasn't won a match on TV since November last year but he's consistently on TV wow doesn't matter like he's he, it wins and losses don't really make a difference. He's just always the guy to go to. Mm. He was focusing on his singing. That's it. He was, yeah. And then, and how to take a punch from Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh. just in case. Um, I know, uh, what, this... what do we do, Snoop Dogg? I got this. That's not exciting. I punched my hand so what? hard you felt it. God, I'm sorry. Daring General Snoop Hunt. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Uh, I enjoyed Seth Rollins putting the cat amongst the proverbial pigeons this week in the same week that Becky Lynch changed her Twitter handle to Rebecca Quinn mm -hmm. and changed her photo to a headshot. Uh, Seth Rollins Ooh. on his official like website for his wrestling school started selling Tyler F in black t-shirts. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. I see you. Mm. And Miz just went, I'm really happy being in WWE until I die. Miz made a teaser saying, genuinely, I'll just stay here forever and lose every night. Give me, give me whatever. I'm yeah. happy. <laughs> yeah. Toe bro is a thing now, apparently. <laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Riddle says he was kidding when describing his new move and his answer to the Samoan spike and wants to take out the bloodline because of the things they have done to him. Yeah. Owen seems happy. Sammy seems happy. Everyone is singing from the same hymn sheet. The Lord is my shepherd. Just <laughs> 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 the figure of Dibley. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, this reminded me of the horrible riddle skits they had him doing for years, which I hated because we've all got that one guy that smokes weed and is really annoying but thinks he's cool. I think Sosako, I thought Sosako punched it out of him because he, yeah. he was doing all those like, hey, I've got a great business idea. <laughs> and then Sosako battered him so hard he ended up in a rehab facility apologizing. <laughs> and now he's come back and he's like, oh, I just want to fight everyone now. But I'm still cool. Yeah. 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 But at least it works with Sammy and kept going, uh, what? What did you say? <laughs> oh, you can. All right, all right. <laughs> so we're high as a kite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bobby Lashley, in theory, go to a DQ because warm up them pipes, Matthew, it says, my Lord is my share. <laughs> oh, it's actually a full hymn. Uh, I shall want, uh, want me. He maketh me slappeth my mate his, my, my mate. It my mate his. Look, I can either sing or read. I can't do both. <laughs> All of the meat. Go west, from. Go west, <laughs> All of the meat shall be slapped. Bronson Reed, what are you? <laughs> I don't, I've been happy to see Bronson Reed. Sorry, Ross, for butchering that. Yes, they're going to slap their meat once more, and this podcast should be considered titillated. <laughs> Reed beats down Lashley for a bit, but then Theory has to save Reed from the hurt lock. Reed then manages to get a small drop and the tsunami in for the big metaphorical dub. <laughs> yeah. I like Bobby's new entrance on the podium where he looks yeah. like a trophy come to life. 
I like that until... Like Indian in the cup. It's like, wait until oh they actually God. turn him into the Andre the Giant Battle Royale statue. Imagine they just turn maybe, him into that. Hey, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe like he'll spend the next moments turning into the Andre the Giant <laughs> Memorial Battle Royale statue. Yeah. To the point where on the night he can't make it to the to the thing because he's stuck as a statue. Solid gold. And you see a single <laughs> tear roll down his eye knowing this is his future. No, no, like MVP will then have to win the, the Battle Royale next year so they can win him back to get rid of the curse. <laughs> I'm a Ryan! The mass of these wrestlers! I've won him back! I've won you back! Hits him, he falls and shatters. No! And that's how Bobby. And in the background, Cinnamon Toast Crunch! The Lord is my shepherd, Cinnamon is my breakfast. MVP's crying. <laughs> but he's dead. Cinnamon toast. Cinnamon toast. Cinnamon toast. This funeral is sponsored by cinnamon. <laughs> that little raw robot pointing at the coffin. <laughs> oh my, he should have had insurance. <laughs> Did he do his taxes before he died? Oh no. Be paying money in hell. <laughs> So yeah, the it was... cricket thing turns up at the funeral. <laughs> Did he change his cell phone provider before he died? Russell Crowe dresses a priest. <laughs> <in> the... <laughs> Why did you make my film with the Fraser font? He says. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a good match. Yeah, Just to set up the uh, yeah. the Reed Lashley thing, which I'm all right for. Um, again, last week Reed had a match where he said he was a bit under the weather and. Everyone said, you looked horrible. I was like, I thought you looked all right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was great. Yeah, me too. Reed. Yeah. The Bronson Reed. People are stupid. <laughs> mm -hmm. Trish is here, and oh my goodness, she's wearing the same outfit as Brock Lesnar. <gasps> How embarrassing. <laughs> How dare you not remember TNA, because you know this in the Cult Lolic classic Smackdown. <laughs> yes. She basically cuts Lita's retirement promo about the role she played in women's wrestling history in the WWE. How she isn't a sidekick, and how Becky Lynch is a massive whopper. <laughs> Damn. Trishy admits it Trishy. Trishy admits it was her who took out Lita. <gasps> and even though she wrestled that match like she wanted to win the thing, admits she screwed Becky out of the tag titles. Uh it's kind of alright this because people are like, oh boo. Because the stuff she was saying, there's a lot of truth to it. Mm. It is weird that we've seen Trish come back for this little run, but whatever. Um but yeah, all the stuff she was saying is like you wouldn't be here without me. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the main event of Raw was not. Leader versus Trish. It was Trish. Mm. <laughs> what no, a main event that was. I uh, Yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. Her talking about the four horsewomen, obviously being those of uh, NXT, uh, Becky being one of them. And she was like, no, there wouldn't have been anything if it wasn't for me. Uh, I'm excited to see a Trish heel run. I think she's mint as a heel, isn't she? She's the best when she's a heel. She's, oh, she's best. She's absolutely at her best when yeah. she is a heel. She, uh, I just remember this. I'm going to check it from the news that we did today. Um, fair play to Trish because it, it's been revealed she was chatting on uh, Busted Open Radio. She worked WrestleMania injured. Oh, wow. And Is she's working bloody healthy in this yeah. company. <laughs> no way. Partially torn hamstring. She oh, wrestled wow. she did and the and the match where she turned on Trish, right. on Becky with a partially torn mm. hamstring. I heard that because she went, yeah, it wasn't going to be at my best, but then I realized Lita was going to be in it. I'd still run laps around her. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. But... <laughs> Daniel. Mate, I'm just saying. God damn. Anyway. Uh, Chelsea Green win, sorry, nails an unpretty on Michin to score a win for the Karens over Michin and Candice. Uh, Wata is thrown by a Karen onto Liv Morgan. 
Go out my pub. End of scene. <laughs> Nikki crosses in the crowd, seemingly stalking Candice LeRae. Oh, that's a thing they're doing. Nikki was in the crowd, sort of waving towards Candice. They did that a while ago. Yeah, like, they did. Was, yeah. I thought on... they made up. No. Oh no, wait, they didn't, did they? Wait, I, I stopped they caring. Did. I thought that she was, was like just, just like creeping around backstage, yeah. right? She's still doing it. She was, she creeping, was, she was yeah. creeping in the crowd this yeah. time. Mm. <laughs> Be in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Wallace and Gromit cardboard box. Yeah. <laughs> just the eyes moving. It's cardboard box for a <laughs> blocking green shirt guy's view. She's there just like messing with her hair with the tape measure. Like, roll it up. Kind of she's like, look, look, green shirt guy. Can you stop touching? He's like, no, 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 it's the box. It's the box. <laughs> she's behind. Oh, yeah, right. She's behind a standee of Nikki Cross. With the eyes <laughs> Nikki box. <laughs> Nikki box. <laughs> Nikki Box. Lots of people talk about the draft in a segment that was clearly booked by one of those manatees on softball. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful, this bit. Corbin ends the segment with egg on his face. So in the words, oh, the words of Wallace from Wallace and Girl got synergy. All's well that ends well. That's it, what I say. All's well that ends well. That's what I always say. Yay. That was more Adam Pachita than it that, was. That, yeah, was, I was, that, I was actually it? expecting you to sound more like you. Yeah. <laughs> Did you break it on the podcast, the news that I told you about Wallace and Gromit? Oh, my God. That it's canon with Star Wars. It's now. pretty good. You. Oh, oh, last so week's Ar- podcast. Yeah, because yeah, Ardman are doing a, a Star Wars short. Yeah. And in the background on this one scene, you can see the oven from a grand day out, which therefore yes. means that Wallace and Gromit is in the same universe That's as Star so Wars. Good. Have you not seen the edit that someone did, he did where they turned Wallace into Darth, <laughs> yeah. Darth, Darth Sidious and he's just there? God, te- mate, that's really old. Everyone's seen that. Through Jedi. <laughs> Wait, he turned Wallace into... So, yeah, so basically they've like edited Wallace from uh, a grand day out onto Darth Sidious in, uh, in episode three yeah. where he's just like tearing through all the Jedi at the Jedi Temple. I would expect that from Wallace because he'd oh, have the technical what? know-how how to make that if need be. Yeah, no, that's a good point, actually, yeah. Why did I say something that dumb? I don't know. <laughs> no, I liked it. I liked it. That sounds good. I'll have to look at that afterwards. Please do. It's very good. <laughs> I'm going to try not to think about that while I'm trying to talk about exciting wrestling segments. Like, everyone going like, Yeah, sorry. Wow, get this, guys. You could be all right. All right, we get it. We get it. Sorry, we can't. And we... I could be on SmackDown. And Gargano could be at home. We can't talk about Elias and Rick Boogs because we have to talk about Star Wars instead. Which <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Riddle picks up the win as the good... The good lads beat the gothy bad lads in the main event. There we go. After match, we have a massive brawl involving the bloodline, the LWO, and the good lads. That ends with the baby faces standing tall. At the end of a WWE show, are we sure, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're unsure of the, the faction pecking order in the WWE, this entire show determines it. It goes bloodline, mm-hmm. judgment day, mm-hmm. LWO. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. <sighs> NXT. In the words of Murr, from Impractical Jokers, when he was shoot shot with Novocaine all over his mouth, bombastic businessman Brooks is brilliant. <laughs> Gallus boys, untap once again. Oh, he actually typed it like that. Wow, I'm going to have you. Yeah, <laughs> well done. He can type Scottish. <laughs> they beat the Creeds in the JYV, shove your giads up your tree roots to retain the straps <laughs> and then take a three way tag belt. Julius Creed is an absolute dancer. Wah wah wee wah. It's not that again. Such a good match. Yeah. I was like, Mm. I'm not going to lie. It's been a while since I've watched NXT. And this was like such. I was also very surprised at how much they cram into such like 
Yep. It's such a, it feels like a short show. Well, it feels, well, it, mm, it, it, there's a lot. It doesn't necessarily feel short, but yep. I was surprised at how many matches there was on a on an episode of NXT. I mean, look, this, all, look all these pages. For I NXT. know, right? It's like the Iliad. Uh, but th- this was mint. This was really, really good. The Creed brothers are on another level. I, I was going to say, it was. A, I was like, yeah, it should be good. Oh, it's the bloody match type where three people are in at once rather than attacking. But yeah, the Creeds are just on another yeah, level. Yeah, they are. I liked the Heather Touch where they had the promo for last week and they interrupted it yes. because the fight was kicking off already. Mm. I don't think I've ever seen that. No, I'm sure it, I... sorry it happened probably during the, the reality era. Mm. Um, but I, I, I certainly can't remember a time where they've done that, where they've cut off a nice package to go, yeah. cut to the ring because everyone's flipping fighting. Yeah, it was good. And, and, and I echo what you said about the Creed brothers. Like, they are amazing. I think they do. You, do we think they're getting drafted up to the main They've roster? They've got to. They're so, so it's like, yeah. I mean, they could maybe they could beat Gallus. It looks like if they are going to do anything to have Gallus come up because mm. Triple H bloody loves them for some reason. Yeah. So they make more sense because Creed's are just like, yeah, we're really good. <laughs> I could see them going up to the main roster because you need a bit more than that. Mm. Yeah, but, maybe actually. That's a good. You point. know, they have the, they, you know, by day they do Creed and coaching, but at night they draw. <laughs> pictures of Pokemon with almost, I don't know. It's the, same, it's the same that Alpha Academy are such a comedy foil now because you could have easily brought them up to be with Chad Gable. Mm. Oh, yeah. That'd, but, but I think that, that'd be lost, maybe, because... Well, maybe that's great. what happens. Maybe Otis goes with the uh, the maximum male models, and then he needs uh, the Creed brothers because they make up one Otis. <laughs> one so Otis. he's got two people by his yeah. side. Two Creeds in a big coat. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, what? What the draft's this week, isn't it? No, it's after Backlash. No, I think it's before, isn't I it? Was it before? Yeah, yeah I'm oh, pretty is it? sure. Yeah, oh. I think it is. Yeah, because I, be I thought it was post Backlash. On the ball, we'll we'll follow up with that later on. <laughs> Uh, Dijak walks through the parking lot and survives. <gasps> Call the police. This has never happened before. <laughs> it really has. Yeah. Dijak is confronted by Apollo Cruz. A camera op is sacrificed. <laughs> Cruz, the defender of the people and the superhero we all need, defends the stricken camera op. The pair agree to a duel later in the night. It's the first indication that Dijak is a bad person. Yeah. She can walk around going, it's me. It's me. <laughs> it's me. There was a, a brief moment, though, where he was walking through the car park and someone was walking behind him. And I thought, oh, it's a classic NXT <laughs> car park spot right now. But it wasn't. It wasn't. I was uh, pleasantly surprised. Hard-hitting home truths with Nathan Fraser debuts. It looks like a John Oliver thing, but instead of taking the piss out of a potential opponent, Nathan talks about himself. It's a load of bollocks and is one of those things people use as a stick to beat NXT fans with. Shame on everyone involved in this travesty, Ross writes. I don't want to learn things about you in the process, learn things about myself, Nathan, FFS. Who wants to do that? Uh, I have similar thoughts. I thought with a dodgy green screen and a setup like that, it looked like he was about to say something that was going to get him cancelled. (laughs) (laughs) Nathan Fraser here to say you can grow concrete. (laughs) It's, um, yeah, I feel like it was, I, I echo what Ross said, that it looked like somebody was trying to, do a last week tonight with John Oliver, mm. but they'd only they'd not been shown an episode, they'd just been shown a picture. Yeah. That's and they went, way, Is yeah. that it? Yeah. What's he talking about? I don't know, himself. Yeah, yeah, you know that show where he talks about, yeah, well <laughs> if he if he just talks about himself. If now. Nathan Fraser had come along and gone, Axiom, he's crap, uh, in a yeah. really fun and quirky way, mm. just run down the roster, I'd have been all in. But 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. It just felt like nothing. It felt like half an idea. It, it felt like it felt like undercooked chicken. It was just like, uh, it's yeah, it's chicken. I can't eat it though. It's yeah, it's, it's I'll die. Yeah, <laughs> I'll die if I watch this. I also don't like how they did him dirty with the look and everything because he's he had his hair like all yeah. the way thing, and you're like. Wow, that's what I want to see. Your forehead. Yeah. Like, bless him. He gets, he ages every, t- like, five years every time he's on TV. <laughs> I was thinking that. I was hey, like, surely on, last time I saw him, he, he didn't look. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the, the, the look, the gimmick sort of thing that they're going for Worn to out. make him look old. Yeah. He, he has, like, Jude, he has, like, a Jude Law type facial structure. Yeah. But, like, you know, you know how Bill Bailey always said, my face looks like an egg behind a shower curtain. <laughs> it's a bit that. And like you say, they did him dirty. Because he's because yeah. he's quite he's he's a handsome man. He's a very handsome man. But that yeah. look with like the with the, the clearly rushed tan, the slicked back yeah. hair. Oh, that and that oh, they did you dirty, Nathan Fraser. And Come then, back again with new ideas. And then you're like, all right, so this celebrity's gonna say something funny, and he just did the DDP 2001 promo. But not as well. I like you. <laughs> You like me, <laughs> and I'm gonna do some yoga. <laughs> but but would deliver with nowhere near the energy of it. So I watched this. I got a bad back. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for Adam to call and show his ass on this show. <laughs> <laughs> waiting for the moment. It was the best moments that lad. <laughs> Noam Dar kicks Miles Bourne really hard and gets a win in his first match in the big time. This will be the part of the podcast where we say something about him doing cocaine, so we'll move on, I guess. It's his first time doing NXT, the American NXT, and he's been with the company since 2016. That is quite a surprise. He's never done NXT. He did 205 Live. He did 205 Live. He did NXT UK. He's never done NXT. Uh, Also, top marks to Miles Bourne, uh, who is deaf. He's, he, really? He's deaf. He was. Wow. Yeah, I yeah. He had a, a pulmonary uh, issue when he was younger. He had to have an operation. Left him deaf. And I, I know, like, I, I'm not gonna. You know, I'm gonna bang on about that every time because he wants to be a wrestler on his own merit, obviously. Mm. But I just think, you know, he's really good as well. Above everything else, he's really good. Yeah, he yeah. is. And I'd like to see more of Miles Bourne. Mm. Wow. Yeah. What a nice little. Great. Tidbit, yeah. yeah, little tidbit. You're welcome. Oh. <laughs> He won't hear this. He'll never know. So, Miles Bourne. Amazing uh, guy. What a guy. Uh, 
Earlier today, JB went to Kiana's office. This would be the bit Ross would be like all over now. So I'm really excited <laughs> to hear. He'd be giving this to Linda McMahon pop at WrestleMania X7. Oh. Went to Kiana's office and talk, asked to talk to Brooks. I'm sorry, the old Brooks Jensen can't come to the phone right now. Why? Oh, because she's dead. <laughs> and he's even, written, he's, he's even written down, Taylor Swift. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Here's this new studly muffin who makes all the chickadees holler <laughs> when he drinks his milkshake down at the diner. BJ says JB should get out of Kiana's office. JB is all kinds of emotional. BJ is tired of being treated like a little child. He's speaking like he's actually lost his virginity now. JB leaves with his emotional tail between his emotional legs. Part of my ignorance. Yeah, and mine. Uh, on behalf of our collective <laughs> ignorance. What is BJ's business? Stonks. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, welcome um, to BJ Incorporated, where we make your dreams come true with one simple <laughs> transaction. It says it, uh, losing matches on an XT. <laughs> it was all done out. I was like, but then I'd, I'd be going, I'd be the sort of person to walk past the office and go, what do you do here? Yeah. Like, yeah, well, now, now he, he's with the evil businesswoman, I guess. <laughs> but what's he's just business? He's just inherited her evil powers. Uh, <laughs> but what's her Like what's when, when Vegeta signed with Mai, Mai Jin Buu, got the power by doing the M. Yeah. Now he's business. <laughs> I know that bit of anime. Mai Jin uh, yeah, yeah. Martin Buu! Was it, was it ever revealed whose name was in the... But I think the last Funny time enough, I heard it, it was the actually Margin Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Margin Boo. I love meeting. of an anime drawing that almost slipped under my door. Is it, like, is it almost like book? Death Note, another anime, where she, she writes someone's name in the diary and then they... And they turn into a businessman. Yeah, and then they t- turn oh. into a businessman. That is one way of looking at it, yeah. for sure. I like to think of it, it's like the last episode of Kevin and Perry, when uh, Kevin gets his end away, and then he's suddenly like this... like. A piece of himself. Yeah. Like, Hello, parents. <laughs> yeah, like it unlocks the nice version of himself. Let you guys sit down. I'll uh, I'll make the dinner today. And then Perry's like, want to hang out and do nothing? Sorry, I'm really busy right now. Oh, it's quite sad, that ended. It is. It? And, and uh, Perry just left sad on, on their own, didn't they? Yeah. Poor Perry. It's not real. Uh, <laughs> Odd Jones is here. Odd Jones. But he's speared by Brom Breaker, who has completely lost the fisherman inside. Because <laughs> he used to be a fisherman, right? I mean, I guess he still is. Uh, well, not, yeah. He's not fishing right now. No. <laughs> he's a full-on Steiner now. We're off to the races. Well, everyone is, apart from those fat rednecks. <laughs> I love that band. Dull Hudson appears in the crowd with the MVP trophy that he snaked. No, MVP trophy, brackets. Not Bobby Lashley's Andre the Giant. I'd like mm. point that out. <laughs> it's a trophy of being Chase Yu's MVP. That he snaked away with last week while his supposed mentor, Andre Chase, was getting moided by Brom. Dull says Bron ruined his MVP ceremony, tore the JSU flag, and killed his mentor. <laughs> Why? Because he lost the NXT title? Dull says Bron can't get away with this and challenges him to a match at spring breaking. Dull Hudson then cuts the best promo fresh wrestling has seen since Finn Balor said meh on this <laughs> week's Raw. Was I finished? <laughs> what a moment. He's back being delightful this week, spelled delightful. I like this moment. I like. it. I can't tell well. if Ross is being sarcastic or not, but I thought this was actually I a good I enjoyed moment. it because he went, you're going to, hey, I was going to fight you. Okay, hang on. But you're not fighting me. You're <laughs> fighting Andre Chase instead. No, but it was even better because he, he went, you know, the heart of Chase you. The brains of Chase U. Andre Chase. That's right. <laughs> next time. I oh, thought... yeah. Well, I'm going to go get my, my boat and stuff. Uh, was that finished? 
<laughs> from from all the slander uh, the the dull gets on the podcast and from the segment. No, 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 no. That's, that's just from Ross. Oh, sorry, just from I, sorry. I sent some people with eyes and ears. Of course, delightful, Hudson. delightful, it's delightful. Because Ross thinks, can you believe this? I thought to say what <laughs> he has this weird, crazy idea. If you listen to those, those podcasts, that delightful is only pretending to be friends. For Chase Hugh, for his ulterior motives. No. What? Can you believe it? I can't, no. Can you Adam, Adam and Eve it? <laughs> I thought he had some Kavorka, and oh, I thought yeah. he put a lot of, uh, I guess as Ross would say, bowels behind his uh, his promo to, like last night, or not last night, wait, on Wednesday, Tuesday, one of the days, NXT Tuesday. day. It was, uh, I thought it was really, really good. I, I thought it was great. Well, he's had a, it's. I think recently it's been a bit of a coming out party. For, yeah, I've heard, uh, for I've heard this. Yeah, he's he's long gone from the oh gambling <laughs> Duke Hudson that we knew before. Yeah, that was Dull Hudson. That was Dull Hudson. Mm. He's leveled up. Now yeah. it's delightful. Yeah, I thought he delivered yeah. A, yeah. A, a an excellent sports entertainment promo here. Yeah, I really do. With all those plants around him. Yes, like the little shop of horrors. <laughs> 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 Mackenzie is backstage with Cora Jade and asks if she regrets her promo from last week. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you're laughing at that. <laughs> yes, it was terrible. I'd like yeah. another go. <laughs> it was actually crap. <laughs> I don't, oh, I didn't even think of it like that until you started yeah, laughing yeah. that badly. Yeah, that's actually funny if you think of it like that. <laughs> Cora says her only regret is that the Raven lady interrupted her. That's one of the what, witches, like, right? From Home Alone 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's safe to say that we all should be thinking the ra- thanking the Raven Lady for ending the pain. <laughs> Gigi Dolan, what are you doing? He does less and less effort every time out of it. Some words are said between the pair before Gigi says her Instagram famous ass is going to kick Cora's tonight. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Less said, the better. <laughs> They'll be, are they going to come back to Cora next week and go, do you regret that one as well? Every week. <laughs> I'm trying. Do you, do you regret getting in the business? Keep, Sean keeps writing this rubbish. <laughs> Kitty Wilson says he couldn't breathe while he was trapped in the boot of Tony and Stack's car last week. Elton Prince, like a candle in the wind, says that next week, Tony and Stax will be the ones in the trunk and sleeping with the fishes. Game on, fellas. Trunk match, baby. Trunk match. Yeah. Trunk match. <laughs> Look at all that junk in your trunk. What's he saying in the UK? Look at all that rubbish in your boot. <laughs> <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. Got a lot of rubbish in your boot, yeah. love. <laughs> Pop rocks for the win as an anxiety-less Roxanne P defeats Zoe Stark in a lovely little grapple with Booger mm. T once again taking a bump because it means he doesn't have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> After the match, Indy Hartwell appears and congratulates Roxy and then offers her a title shot once, sorry, since Big Fan, she never lost her title and Gargano's kid wants to be a fighting champion. Tiffy Strat, where are you doing? It's actually nice to type the number five. I'm not doing that one that time. <laughs> Tiffany asks if the pair are blind. Another last getting a shot before her. Shock. Beatable champion is said about 50 times before Indy calls Tiffy a bimbo and books herself in a triple threat match next week. Idiot, says Ross. I mean, Tiffy had a point. It's like, you barely had to climb a ladder. Because, you know, the serial killer showed up and yeah. helped her. It's like, yeah. Yeah. She's the one who broke her back because those people couldn't catch her. <laughs> so, yeah. She went, all right, you're right, you got a title shot. Shut up. Uh, Walla loves his shoey. I reckon he sticks his dick oh, in it. Shoey. <laughs> oh, I love a shoey. <sighs> Thanks, Ross. <laughs> like that lad does in American Pie. <laughs> 
He then says he's going to beat Melo next week because that <laughs> loss to Indy's dad doesn't even count because it was an unsanctioned match. He translates this into American. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's getting harder and harder to boo that lad. Yeah, he's very He's so good. good. He's yeah. very, very good. Come Tuesday, <laughs> finally opens up. Mere minutes after Stone walked out on him, Stone walked back in on Come. They're back together again and everything is right with the world. Tears. I love this. So this much. was so crap. Why don't you tell us, Ross? You're not Ross. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a long Robert Stone's hour. leaving. He just had enough of, of him being crap. And <laughs> come choosing going, no, don't go. I'm not, I love wrestling. Did I tell him my dad were a Beverly? And then Robert Stone goes, all right, come on. <laughs> Like that, was, that is literally it as well. That's literally, that literally what it was. Don't go, my dad were a Beverly. Like he was doing a bit from Hamlet. Like <laughs> that's it. That's the spark I want to see. He said it in exactly the same type of tone yep. and dull boredom that he says everything else. So I was like, Am I miss? Is this supposed to be the joke? I'm excited for when he up and up, up and at them. Oh come on, up, up and, and at them. them. When he flummoxes next week and he goes, Don't live, Robert Stone! I've got PlayStation! <laughs> Just coming up with the best excuse. Do you, remember the, do you remember the good life? <laughs> I've got the box got at home! Yeah. Don't leave, Robert! I've, uh, my, 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 dad's, my dad's got some beers yeah. in his fridge. Hello, Wendy's. Uh, Stone Cold wants a, <laughs> a food. Don't, don't leave, Robert! Have you seen Stone Cold ET? <laughs> It's very Have funny. you seen Charlie bit my finger? <laughs> yeah. Again, I don't know what's going on with this. Uh, I also don't particularly care, so we'll move on. <laughs> Axiom says he doesn't see a man in the mask when he looks in the mirror. He sees Axiom, who is a man in a mask. <laughs> <laughs> he asks... <laughs> he asks Scripps why he hides his voice. They're going to have a match. I bet it's good. Hashtag free Reggie. <laughs> Again, have you guys seen? I think it's all this last time. Yeah. You've seen the bit where Axiom's in the ring. He's only from two weeks ago, and Scripps appears in the whatever the NXT Titan Tron and goes, "It's me, Scripps. I'm gonna get you at some undetermined time." Only Watch Anderson. Your back. <laughs> <laughs> he turns around and he's there, and he just gets super kicked by Axiom. <laughs> what? It is amazing. It's the best thing to happen this year in NXT. None of the matches have come close to that one moment on how hilarious oh, it was. Oh, wow. On an unrelated wow. note, if you're playing 2K23 and you play as Reggie, um, and or if you're fighting against Reggie and Reggie comes out first, and if the computer interrupts the entrance, he the, the, character, the character computer runs to the ring, gets to the trampoline, can't get past the trampoline, and just runs uh, in the spot on the trampoline. No. Do try it for a bit wow. of fun. <laughs> he can't get past the trampoline. That was amazing. You're welcome. Ah, oh, the curse of last of small wine. The curse of last of small wine. Gigi Dolan is screwed by JC Jane once again in a match with Cora Jade. Booker T is wiped out in the process. Whoops, <laughs> wrong match, sorry. Uh, but survives your deal to call the rest of the show, sadly. After the match, though, I thought the match was whatever, JC Jane is finally given a juicy promo as she goes in hard on Gigi and her upbringing. Oomph, this was juicy. This was so weird because ah. the stuff she was saying was brutal. Mm. Like, oh, you, you, oh, no wonder your family left you and all this stuff. God, listen to the state of you. But her voice, 
She made it sound like she was about to say, and you're watching the Disney Channel. It was really <laughs> odd. Literally, she came out the door and they go, why did you attack Gigi? Because she walked out on her brother and her mum's an alcoholic and I can't believe her mum's alcoholic because she walked out on her brother. You know what? Did I mention that she walked out on her brother and her mum's alcoholic? Could have beat you. Like, so sad you'll be upset you left your brother with your mum, who was also an alcoholic. <laughs> Disney. It was weird. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe what she said. Did you hear it? She mentioned something about an alcoholic mother. <laughs> hey, guys, you're watching NXT. Sorry, your house burned down. <laughs> Bye! Drawing a pint of beer in there. <laughs> Sorry. Weird. Oh, we also see Cora get the mic again before she's cut off almost immediately by the Raven Lady. <laughs> she talks like a nerdy virgin as it looks like the pair are set for a match next week. Lucky us. I hope Booker T takes a bump in that one as well. <laughs> Eddie Thorpe thinks people have stereotypical views of Native Americans, but he's here with his DJ Dex <laughs> to make everyone bounce at the ounce. Oh, DJ Tatanka loving life. Yeah, I call him DJ Yif because he's got that collar. Damon Kemp. We should call him DJ Strongbow. <laughs> Damon. <laughs> that works too. I like that actually. There you yeah. go, DJ Strongbow. Damon Kemp speaks like a tenured vet, even though he isn't. Isn't he good? And it looks like these two are now on a collision course together. God, I can only hope so. Uh, yeah, David Kemp's like, I'm watching you. And he's like, why? I've got someone else to be doing. <laughs> Did you hear about Gigi's mum? She's an alcoholic. <laughs> Fallon meets with JB at the bar, and he says he can't make sense of what is going on. No one can. Fallon says Kiana has BJ wrapped around her little finger, and things will come right in the end. Kiana and BJ walk into a bar, this isn't the setup for a joke, by the way, <laughs> and turn down the offer of a drink. BJ tells his former pals that he is the best member of their team, and they're just jealous of what he and Kiana have. An Indigenda tag team match is on next week. Oh, be still, my beaten heart. <laughs> I can understand why Ross is very invested in NXT. Uh, the it, it gives very uh, soap vibes, like soap yeah. show vibes. Yeah, and as uh, in you'd rather be eating well, soap yeah. than watching this. I agree, <laughs> on the same level. But uh, but I mean the I mean there's a lot of drama. There's there's certainly a, well this is certainly a lot of something anyway in <laughs> in NXT. It's uh it, it always baffles me because sometimes I do take quite long breaks before seeing episodes and to see where things have gone or what new things have developed. Uh, it, it, wrestling. <laughs> it's just wrestling. It's wrestling, isn't it? It's wrestling. In some, some parts of the world, it is. <laughs> Dijak gets a massive win over Apollo Crews, but is then attacked by Ilya Dragunov while Dijak is attacking Apollo after the bell. Dijak is sent, is sent out the ring, and that's that. Mm. Yes, that's what it says. <laughs> um, yeah. It was like, hey, okay, Apollo Crews, yeah, you're making this guy look good now. It's like, is this the end? Are you with the Drew McIntyre now? Yeah. It's a shame because Apollo Crews was on SmackDown and drifted into sort of this lower mid-card position. So the NXT, he went to NXT to, to be revitalized and he's somehow slipped into the lower mid-card position of NXT How as well. How could he not see that coming? He's he got, should have uh, seen that. Uh, he's got the powers uh, uh, now. Uh, 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 uh. That means we're going to get Ilya versus Dijak anyway. Oh, it's going to be nice. Happy with that. I'm yeah. up for that. That's going to be a banger. I like Dijak just been like, Nearly like <laughs> <laughs> good contrast of styles. Wesley retains his North American title against Charlie Dempsey, despite the best efforts of Drew Gulak. 
Yeah. Different energy from this one about the rest of the night. Everything else mm. is very fast-paced, and this is very much Charlie Dempsey doing his doing his technical wrestling shenanigans. Mm. I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah. I think it's funny as well. It's like, wow, Charlie Dempsey is so good. He's so great. He's better than anyone in the ring. And uh, Drew Gulak still attacks Wesley anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. I'm sure you've already said this as well on the podcast, but like Dempsey does look like the love child of... William Regal and Pete Dunne. Yep. It's insane <laughs> how so proud much they look like So proud other. of them. It's amazing. Obviously, doesn't win matches like him, but hey-oh. <laughs> uh, Tony and Stax are at a different-looking Italian restaurant than the one they're normally at, and they're talking about a bad thing that they've done in the past that they intend to repeat on Pretty Deadly. Next week, we're getting a trunk match, hey. whatever the bloody hell that is. Uh, it's a casket match, but with a car. With a car, yeah. yeah. It is funny that they are just... Hey, we're mafia... And that that's that's all you're given to cheer for them. Yep. That's all you're given. And it's like they do know like stuff like the Sopranos, people like it because of the well written characters and storylines and stuff. It's not nope. just Hey the Mob that's all right. it is, yeah. yeah. I throw him in the river, man. Hey, hey. kill the guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey. It's murder. Yeah. Did we mention with the mob? <laughs> hey. Yeah, hey. oh, you're so good, nice. <laughs> what? Uh yeah. So it's just them in a tiny restaurant and no laptop in sight. <laughs> so you can do that new thing with you guys how like, good would that be if in an NXT segment if Jack is just in the background that'd be the ultimate revenge on us wouldn't it yeah if he turns be on NXT so good I was waiting for the high spot the, the hottest moment aka a random segment on NXT 2.0 Obafemi <laughs> <laughs> uh, has the best debut promo package in the history of the wrestling I completely agree yeah. he's throwing things as far as he can in a field to display his power it's brilliant and makes him seem like someone who shouldn't be allowed to freely roam the streets. He's throwing sofas oh in a God. field, man. I love this so much. This should have been a Hall of Fame if, I hadn't, if Star Wars hadn't happened. I hope it turns out that he's a renovator and he's just out there just like <laughs> stripping out people's front rooms. And then oh. the next week we see the delightful uh, job that he's done in yeah. someone's home. I like wrestling as like throwing couches. <laughs> Slightly different. I, I hope he's an every delivery driver. <laughs> That's that's really good. What a sofa, you go! Instead of the APA booking, like, oh, can you watch me back? It's like booking him on, like, Fiverr.com. <laughs> uh, you might well have these guys interfering in this match, but I do have Oberfemi. No! Reversing <laughs> his truck in. In the, re- in the NXT shed. <laughs> Oberfemi. Yes. Hang on. Yeah, up, I can do it running. Up you guys. <laughs> you need to buy the sofa. <laughs> Happy to throw it, but you need to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> the winner of the NXT title and new couch owner. <laughs> That's how he wins the yeah. title. Just lobs a couch on Carmelo Hayes. There you go. His, done. Little, his little feet like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> like the Wizard of Oz. He takes his shoes, <laughs> cl- clicks them three times and teleports to the main roster. <laughs> In Australia. <laughs> oh. Waller and Mello talk some words to end the show. Their match should be good next week, as should NXT Women's Championship match. Indy Hartwell versus Tiff Strat versus Roxanne Perez. Bron Breaker versus Andre Chase. Fallon Henley and JB versus Garnet James and BJ. Cora Jade versus a Raven Lady. And the trunk match, the mobs versus the English. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, the, the, that ending segment was wonderful because they were just talking so much smack between them. Mm. And they both got some good lines and... Uh, and him saying, uh, what was it? Well, yeah, you may have had a good match at the show, but 
you know, it's a six out of ten, which in fairness is better than any woman you've ever had. And it went, oh, and then Walla went, that's, that's just not true. I've got an Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> He's buzzing. I love yeah. Walla so much. And they both held up the things that were dearest and uh, closest to them. The NXT title and the golden shoes. <laughs> the shoes. Nice yeah. to have a, a segment like that, a talk show segment, end without a brawl. Yeah, oh. I was expecting that as well. But yeah, we never got it. Didn't need it. It's it's just it's bounced around my head ever since you said the mob versus the English in a trunk match. What if what if what if Pretty Deadly turned up with an elephant? <laughs> well, that's a trunk. <laughs> that's a boot you've got there. <laughs> your Honor, Your Honor. <laughs> Semantics. Says here, a trunk. It's <laughs> a trunk match. I brought an elephant. <laughs> So then Obafemi has to launch it out. There so we go. <laughs> what a debut. So was Nelly the Elephant driving? You all right? <laughs> Nelly the Elephant packed her trunk and said goodbye to the, the circus. circus. So was she driving? Oh, I think she that's in a, a car. I think that's a, what they call a play on words, Mr. <laughs> Radio. <laughs> she but, I mean, packed her bring, trunk. You do bring up a, 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 a genuine... Thank you, there. Andrew. Pax We're doing English lang language this week for all the kids at school. We started the show with Mrs. Doubtfire. Don't say that this is beneath us or, <laughs> or, or off the point. <laughs> it's just funny, the stuff. You're talking about serious stuff, like is that the stuff of the world, but the daft stuff, you're like, whoa, lads. Yeah, lads. Calm Nelly down. the Elephant. Breaking news, I've just realised a pun. <laughs> <laughs> From 40 years ago. News just in, pun. <laughs> Speaking of puns, there's none here. It just says, AEW, Ross is writing this on zero sleep and with an F-off ear infection, so sorry if they make no sense, XO. <laughs> Let's see what he's written. Street clothes Jack Perry is here and can hardly get a word in before Sammy Guevara arrives looking like a member of East 17. <laughs> <laughs> Darby Allen is then on the scene and tells Sammy that he's known him the longest and likes him the mostest. However, Darbs thinks people view Sammy as a follower. Darbs and Sting view each other as equals, while Sammy and Jericho don't. It's not called the Sting Appreciation Society. Darbs the SAS. <laughs> oh. oh, my God! Oh. <laughs> That's why it's not called that! Yeah. The Super Army Soldier. Oh, yeah. God! Super <laughs> Army, oh, my. Oh, I haven't oh, seen that in Darbs. so long, Matthew. Darbs tells Sammy oh. that... It wouldn't lie to me. Darbs <laughs> tells Sammy that Jericho's holding him back. And he'll have to win the title on his own. Darby reckons street clothes Jack Perry didn't even have to work that hard to get where he is today. While Darbs was sleeping in his car, Street Clothes Jack Perry was being announced as All Elite, and that made Darby very jealous. Street Clothes Jack Perry, says it every bloody time, sees a lot of kids with Darby's face paint on, and all he can think of is what they would all do if they only knew the real Darby Allen. He's antisocial, unfriendly, and rude, and he only made it here because he couldn't make it as a skateboarder. Street Clothes Jack Perry calls Sammy a dirtbag and says he respects him the most out of the three pillars, because for better or worse, what you see is what you get. This is going on a bit, isn't it? Eventually, MJF is on the scene and tells the three pillars in the ring to stop fighting over him because it's making him blush. There's going to be a pillars tournament because all three lads are tied in the rankings and the winner of said tournament will face him at D-O-N. No four-way, W2F, man. No, WTF moments, silly. Darby gets a bye in the first round as his name is pulled out of a hat. Jungle Boy and Sammy will have a match tonight. Their first, apparently, according hmm. to Mr. MJF, who wouldn't lie to us, rather like Ross Kemp. Uh, yeah, I agree. It it really showed the differences in talent on the mic, because even though MJF can be very derivative and also very, like, 
that's right, I hate you and your mother sucks and I'm glad she her teeth fell out and stuff. I'm actually emotionally distraught and uh, need a big hug every now and again. Screw you, I hate everybody. You know, it's a bit... Mm. But, yeah, head and shoulders is obviously used by Jack Perry mm. uh, above uh, <laughs> the other three lads because Darby should let Sting talk for him for a start. Yeah. And the material they were going on about, it's... A lot of AEW does seem to be based on... Well, with the elite especially. Remember that thing that happened five years ago? But now they've run out of New Japan stuff to talk about and reference uh, because everyone's in WWE now or whatever. So now it's like, remember when you first started AEW three years ago <laughs> and it was good, but it wasn't. <laughs> and you're a fake skateboarder. Yeah. It's... And you're a stinky poo-poo head. <laughs> and you only got hired because you were part of that California clique. And you're like, and you're like what do we care? <laughs> yeah. What do I care about any of the things you're talking about? It's... um. It... It's so strange as well because I thought with this going on and um, and heading into this feud and and perhaps them having a four way is what I thought. Well, that sounds sexy. Thanks for everybody. It? I think you, I, I hope think this a was lot a... of people were thinking that. And um, if they're the if if these are like the the uh, four pillars, the three pillars, um, I would have thought they'd have gone in with a bit more like energy and a bit more emotion like yeah which sounds really bad and i don't want to take because they're all phenomenal wrestlers like they're so good but when it comes to the mic it just feels like it just falls so dead when they're all in the ring together and especially the crowd were watching oh. it and it's, it's not just us saying this it's like if everyone going oh be all mm. right but the crowd were like yeah and also i'm wondering they keep on referencing the pillars and like I know because i'm a nerdy nerd nerd you can tell by my constant references i know about old japan and the four pillars and this and the, but it's got to be weird if you're just watching the show for the first time and going, why do they keep on calling them pillars when <laughs> MJF is up here and the other lads are here? Yeah. And they can do something the one... that references like yeah. why they're the four pillars. Yes, yeah, because that's not the bloody thing it's holding is looking like that then mm. at that place. Um, they keep on saying pillars. I'm wanting now. This is the perfect timing for like um, a Muslim wrestler that come up and goes, I've got five pillars, bitch. <laughs> 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 ha ha ha. <laughs> His <laughs> That's how he laughs. <laughs> I I really like Jack Perry. Mm. Um, Street clothes Jack Perry. Street clothes Jack Perry. I don't for a second buy him as an AEW World Heavyweight Champion. That's the issue. Yeah. That's the issue. I really like Darby Allen. I don't know if I buy him as a World Champion. Maybe Sammy Guevara. But these are the and, and I you know that's you know heat's coming my way. I know because the four pillars. Oh, I don't buy him. And, and, and it's probably character what you can do. But seeing all three in the ring together and going. This is the this is the main event scene. Yeah, it's, if, if all Japan pro wrestling. They're all great. Mm. Yeah, it's like uh, all Japan pro wrestling. The, the, the equivalent would be one Kabashi and three Taois. Right <laughs> that's kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But no, the pillar, the pillar. It's like okay, stop saying pillars. Yeah. Mm. Sure. It's um, uh, like Sammy trying to elicit a, a reaction from the crowd as well. Just feels it's the weirdest thing because they go back and forth like on rampage a few weeks ago. They're going like. That's right. You may not like me or respect me or think I suck and I'm pretty. And I did that thing where I, I proposed my last and I dumped on and I married someone else <laughs> and all this other stuff and Eddie Kingston. But you have to respect me. And I'm like, no, I don't. No. Hey, <laughs> yeah. What the hell did you just say? No, I don't. I'm a bloody Davy Melty Melts. I don't be like, no, you suck, boo. Be because because a millionaire that runs a wrestling company says, oh, you're one of the main parts of the business. Yeah, yeah right. Like, no, I don't have to. <laughs> I'll decide whether as, it is. As he's in the corner of the ring chewing gum wet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have to respect my talent. No, I don't. No, we don't. You're a get. <laughs> 
Jamie Hader and Britt Baker defeat Ruby 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 Soho and Tony Storm after Baker makes a last taboot. God, the crowd went to Britt Baker. Really? Baker. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed this tag match. Very fun. Hater match. and Britt were buzzing together. Really, yeah. really, as they always are usually. But like, yeah, it was a really fun match. To watch. Just a feel-good tag match for yeah. locals. Mm. <laughs> for locals. <laughs> Look at that. We've we've looked at two AEW segments. One that was very bad. One that was very good. And we've addressed them accordingly. It's just we. It's just often people have to either say mm. you either completely. Pro AEW or completely anti AEW. What about CM Punk, Tom? They can't. You can't be. There's no gray area. There's all gray area. It's all gray area. It's all. Gray. It's all gray. Liked it. I thought that Hater. I Hater leaning into the Brit Baker love. I thought was brilliant. I thought the finish yeah. was really nice. Uh, where like Baker couldn't quite pin Ruby and just the opportunity came to go way lockjaw. Yeah. Nicely done. I like the Outcast. Now they feel a bit more in sync, like attire wise and. Persona-wise and swagger-wise, I feel more connected to that gang than I have done before. Mm. And we'll do more by the end of the night. Yeah, they're getting there. Mm. Renee asks Wardlow if he has a different approach for his match with Hobbs tonight. Wardlow says, yeah, I plan on winning. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Wardlow says, not too long ago, he had a horseman ringside who taught him things about playing the field. And for the match, he's reached out to another. Arn Anderson. Arn does some Arn things before <laughs> saying Tully taught Wardlow how to play checkers, but tonight Arn teaches him to play chess. And the crowd went, yay! Because they <laughs> all love chess in this area. Big fan of the musical. Yeah. <laughs> One night in chess. Bangkok and the heart man. Come on, chess the musical. There's a musical about chess. Yeah, it's called Chess the Musical. Yes. Was this a recent thing? or No. <laughs> Chess the My Hall of Fame nomination for next week <laughs> is Matthew not knowing Chess the Musical. My Hall of Fame works. Chess the Musical. But yeah, I, my mate, I was like, was like, oh, he's like, have you seen the um, Raoul Moat thing? And musical. I went, and I went, oh, it's a documentary. He goes, no, no, it's a, it's, it's, oh, it's a dramatization, I said. Mm. I don't think he was used to that word. And he went, what were songs in that? <laughs> and I tried Raul to imagine. Moat the Musical. And I went, no. Mm. And I went, no, if I get you to watch it, then yeah. But I was there like, how would that even bloody work? Could Not it? Not a clue. Not very well, I imagine. But <laughs> but it sounds a lot more better than Chester Musical. You haven't, you it's a real thing. Real. Yes. It's actually real. It's a real thing, Chester Musical. I don't trust you. How dare you? So what, how, wait, did Dan, they like... Google Chester Musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have that on the background, Dan. Is Dan they... Dan's writing his novel right now rather than listening to this. But... Is it like people... People are in a chess tournament singing yeah. about chess, or are the actual chess pieces it's the on the board? It's a musical by by Lenny, Lenny Anderson. It's all about like uh, a controversial chess tournament. Oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense. Yeah. There you go. It's a thing. That's chess a the thing. musical is a thing. <laughs> Thank you very much. I feel vindicated. We're talking about chess, baby. <laughs> We're talking about you and me. It's not the. Oh no, I was thinking about the the recent. Chess thing, right? About someone sitting on the Oh, the Queen's <laughs> Gambit. Yeah, that's no, right. no, no, no. The, the, the real no, life thing. Yeah yeah, 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 I remember that. So there was, I don't know if, do you know this song? Which is that? So oh, someone oh, was yeah, accused was... of yeah, sit, yeah. sitting on something. He had a little thingy up his bum bum yeah. that, that vibrated to make him make the right, right moves in the, game, the game of chess. Can't wait for that musical. Yeah, the Queen's Gambit. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Do you hear a fun factoid? Thank you very much for that. Thank, thank you, thank Dan. you Dan. Go back to the um, the, uh, the The Queen's Gambit, which is the the... Netflix series about chess. Yep. I went into Waterstones and they had the Queen's Gambit, the board game. Awesome. I was like, so that's, Wait, that's chess. That's then. just chess. <laughs> They've like, you've just re released chess. <laughs> wow. Silly beans. 
anyway. It's like Street Fighter, the movie, the game. <laughs> it is that. It is yeah. that. A super serial Kenny Omega is here with his friends in the Elite. And you know Kenny Omega is being serious because he's got a moody face on, he's got dark hair, and he's got an Akira Toriyama Dragon Ball Z shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny labels the BCC four of the best wrestlers on the planet until he made his friends, sorry, they made his friends bleed their own blood, which means they're dicks now. The image of the screwdriver in the turnbuckle is seared into Ken's brain. He wishes he could get that screwy D and stick it into John's head. Danielson appears in the Tron and calls the elite amateurs. More words lead to Mox, Claudio, and the great Utah attacking him from the rear. But the books take over because they are valiant. But then the BCC take control again, which brings out Danielson to label the elite amateurs once more. I'd point out, like, Danielson watched from the back until the, the BCC got the advantage. They went, aha, now I'll come out, which are a great bit of poo housery. Don Callis is here with a chair, but is scared off to the back by Danielson. But then Don wheels out to Keshta, and he starts battering fools. The BCC are sent sprawling by Kenny Omega and Takeshita, and Don holds their arms aloft. Mm. Oh, I don't know if John's got some some other plans, though. I feel like maybe Don's going to turn on the elite, and maybe even take Takeshita with him to perhaps the Blackpool Combat Club. Oh, that'd be horrible. It did feel like there was, yeah, because I feel like there has to be something afoot here because mm. wasn't that long ago where Don was like, no, don't go see your mates in hospital. Focus on being a solo wrestler. You're a singles wrestler yeah. now, Kenny. I Get out there and be a singles wrestler. I've booked you some great singles matches. Mm. And now he's like, here's a tag partner, friends. There has to be another reason. I think there's going to be something. If not, yeah. it's it's a very confusing bit of message. A bit of messy storytelling. I hope it's just Kenny Omega has a mate who's also a dickhead. And that's mm. as far as it goes, because then it leads more Kenny versus the book, so they mm. splitting up stuff. Uh, them joining the Blackpool Combat Club, which is already big enough, stable as it is, would be silly. Mm. Silly, silly bitch. But then, right, I think you could have five. So you've got the five. You've got Danielson, Claudio, Utah, Moxley, and then maybe Takeshita. And then you've got Kenny, the books, Hangman, and Ibushi on the other side. Oh. Well, you've got me there. So. Well, you got <laughs> your lack of silence there. Maybe go, nah, I didn't land with Matthew there. Like, not at all. That was good. But no, I love this beatdown because it's funny. Like, well, Blackpool Combat Club, they're getting booze mm -hmm. because they're just battering people. Mm -hmm. uh, the books try to deal with the battering by doing Northern Lights suplexes and super kicks. Yeah. And so they took them down and beat them up. Mm -hmm. I'm sure like, oh, great. Yes, <laughs> finally. Like, it was, I saw uh, Gallus in one of their bar fights have hit a Northern Lights suplex onto a pool table. <laughs> Uh, Wardlow wins the TNT title. What, really? After three power bombs to powerhouse Hobbs. I hope they're happy with all the TV time QTV got while Hobbs was champion, it says here. After Bell, the new Christian Cage and Luchasaurus are here to stare at Wardlow and his massive muscle tits. <laughs> this was interesting because Wardlow with Arn Anderson is finally getting cheered, probably. It's at the expense of Hobbs, who's getting cheered probably louder than this before the last pay-per-view, and they decided to go, no, we're not going that direction, so... It, this was really weird to me because it's like, okay, they're building up Hobbs with the QTV stable, which is, I know, amazing, but, you know, someone must like it. And he's lost the title on TV. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. With, well, okay, there was some build up with the car and doing the fork, the, the no hands forklift in the car and stuff like that. But it still feels like a rush thing by the other stands of AEW. Yeah. And then immediately after he won the title, it's like, yo, the new champion, yay. Then Christian Cage music plays. I'm like, as Hobbs and or QT done something to annoy somebody. Yeah, like, somebody been, this was so abrupt. Like they've just been pushed to the side immediately. 
It's like, after, it, considering how pop uh, the, uh, the the noise Hobbs was getting a month ago, mm. it's like, is there something I'm missing or is it just that know. AEW hard right that you sometimes get? I think, well, I mean, it's, I think that's been happening quite a bit with the TNT title recently, especially just the hot pocket, like especially between Wardlow and then Hobbs and then Wardlow again, mm. and then giving like Wardlow someone straight, like straight away, especially someone like a returning Luchasaurus who, who I'd think, oh, well, really you'd want him to win to make him look like a big baddie anyway, but then you wouldn't want to take the title off Wardlow again. So it's like, I don't really know what, what they're doing or where they're going with it. Yeah. Yeah. Weird, but again, at least Wardlow was getting the cheers that yeah. we want him to get. So it was like, all right, it took sacrificing QT mm. and Hobbs, but yeah. So Arn do a nice DDT on QT Marshall, which was nice to see. Oh. Arn gave us a nice DDT. Yes. And then he pulled out the Glock. No, he oh, that was... <laughs> no, he, no, he, 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 he did the did, silhouette of the Glock. He did, he did. And the crowd popped for the Glock. <laughs> Arn Anderson, who famously went, if someone cut me up, I would shoot them. <laughs> Calm, perfectly calm and reasonable on gun control, Anderson. <laughs> Folks, where's the lie? Where's the lie? Uh, Renee is interviewing Sammy G when they're cut off by MGF. MGF always likes Sammy and has an agreement that would benefit the pair of them. He heard Sammy say everyone was more successful than him. So MGF is offering Sammy a guaranteed spot for the title at Double or Nothing. And all he has to do is lay down. Sammy says he'll beat the other pillars and then win the title. MGF says that won't happen. So, there's a guaranteed shot of the title and a blank check with Sammy's name on it if he wants it. So, Sammy writes a number on there and MGF goes, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> okay. Uh, they go to shake on it, but Sammy says, friends hug, not shake. So, the pair of twats hug it out. Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember that film, Blank Check? Yes. Ooh, where the guy wrote a, a blank check. Yeah, and then the kid got it and you spent loads of money. I do remember that, yeah. yeah. One of the dudes from Twin Peaks is the villain. He's like, yeah. all right. You're better than this, mate. <laughs> With hilarious results. So it same, was it to come around the same time as Mrs. Doubtfire? It sounds like yeah, it was. Yeah. You say it jokingly, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> that and Chester musical. It was a great day to go to. <laughs> uh, again, it's just like a nice bit of TV, but at the same time, I was like, you're not really doing what you're doing with the world title. Mm. This, Sammy G, again? Okay, fair enough. A Blade Runner is enough to see Sam, what? See Jay White be commander. But this doesn't impress Brett ha Sean Spears with the perfect 10 holding up a five in the crowd. Womp womp. I guess it's one more than Brett would have given. Spears has pulled out the crowd by a furious Juice Robinson and the BC members stick the boot to the former chairman. Ricky Starks hits the ring for the save. He's so sexy. Commander's He's so sexy. great. He's I was going to so say, good. everyone has been going, dun, 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 Jay White is coming here and all this stuff. You're like, wow, wait till you see Jay. Matthew, you don't think much of him, but wait till you see him. He's going to knock your cotton socks off. And I spent this match going, God, Commander's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think you say that if you put anybody up against Commander, though. You, like, Commander's the the one that yeah. your eyes are just always drawn to, right? Right. So I was like, okay, so this match is... A commander is being used to not only make Jay White look good, but to also build up Sean Spears. And then if there's time at the end, Ricky Starks. Like, that's certainly not how I would put this together, but I, my dad is not a billionaire, so fair play to you, mate. What did you guys think of the mega-hyped... What do you mean, you, you idiots don't watch New Japan... The, Let's pretend it's 2017 and you do. The crowd weren't like they came up for commander stuff. They weren't mm. into Jay. I, I maybe I maybe I looked at it differently, but they didn't seem to be into Jay White as much as I think many hoped they would be. Yeah. Jay White's Jay White's certainly not a bad wrestler. No, not at all. But I think in a in a climate like AEW, he doesn't leap off the page. Yeah. I wonder if maybe like obviously Bullet Club being one of the biggest stables in 
wrestling. But at the moment, it just doesn't feel like a hot commodity. And I wonder if them sort of really hammering that fact as well and just people not really gelling with it is is maybe putting people off a little bit. Or maybe not putting people off, but maybe they're just like, I don't really, I'm, I'm not really, because maybe they haven't seen all this stuff on on New Japan and everything mm. that's happened. They're just like, I'm not really invested in it. Uh, right. I really, really like Jay White as a wrestler. I think he's mint. Um, and I don't think there's been enough of him on TV yet to really like, you know, say it was either a good shout for them to get him or not a good shout to get him. Uh, remains to be seen. I think we're leading towards like a like the Bullet Club gold or whatever they're called in AEW. And whisper Bullet gold. Club, whisper gold and Ooh. then just a regular whisper oh, in caramel, New Japan. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I once got a whisper gold and all the caramel was on the outside and it was hollow inside. Oh. Does that mean that, mean that you well, win a thousand pounds or tore around the chocolate I factory? Yeah. yeah, Andrew just missed out the things. If you get the rare hollow <laughs> yeah. caramel, yeah. do you win a minute? Oh, I I'm love just these like, oh, going on. Look out for the rare <laughs> whisper. Oh, there's a check in the middle. Who's put that there? <laughs> Look out for the rare whisper gold with a piece of jagged glass in it. It gives you a tour of the factory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm never eating caramel again. It's horrible. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm... I'm still intrigued to see what what happens because I do think we're leading to uh, Forbidden Door, like the the new Bullet Club in AEW versus like the old in. Uh, oh gosh. In, in <laughs> new, I know that not a lot of people are into it now. Who, David Finley like Kane now, right? Fake Kane from yeah. 06. Oh, what a time. He what still might be in her. <laughs> and that guy, Fake and what, Kane, and was in the bar. One of them's in it. Yeah. I hear they want to do a joke and it's real. So, bullet dud, says Andrew. Well done. FDR are shown footage of Mark Briscoe being attacked earlier today. They rush to a locker room and they run a hell of a lot quicker than the young books, let me tell you, where Mark is being checked on by Jay, Jeff, FDR tell their pal Mark they'll take care of it. FDR Mark's pal Jay agreed to team together to avenge their fallen pal. Yeah. I think there was a little bit as well. Uh, for, I think from what I saw on Twitter, people were clipping as FDR were running to the back. There was a little hidden Pepsi uh, machine can thing <laughs> in the background there. Which maybe, maybe might be a little Easter egg. And behind you, that Pepsi can was the fiend. <laughs> <laughs> Was the face of Tony Blair. <laughs> the face of Tony Blair. <laughs> if if you listen to the audio podcast, you miss the treat of Matthew's face the moment that Andrew dropped was... the bombshell of the Pepsi can. I'm... I wouldn't mind seeing punk discussion if it was any way near interesting. It's the most tedious circle jerk I've ever seen in my life. So I'd like to thank them all for me watching all of Barry... Get ready for TV series. Rather, Is it good? oh, go I'm watch that. It looks if you like good. comedy intention, yeah, you will love this. Nice, um, and it's a lot better than so. Just go online and say, "Well, CM Punk." <laughs> <laughs> That's me running like FTR away from the any discussion. <laughs> Pass the Pepsi. Can. Yeah, he's running away Pass from the, the Pepsi. Pepsi. The Pass. ominous Pepsi can. Pass the ominous sign oh, that no. says, oh. "Guys, no!" Damn it! Pepsi Max cans in front of us. We were terrible. Just behind that side that says CM Punk is coming back soon. Imagine it, as we were talking when we were talking before about Nikki Cross hiding behind like Nikki Cross uh, <laughs> is CM Punk, but the eyes are cut out of a of a, of a Pepsi can dispenser thing it's just in there. CM Punk is hiding in the machine. <laughs> Pepsi man, the JS and I'm cool. Do some things. 
Paul Ross. Adam Cole is being 03 Jericho, and Jericho is being 03 Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice comparison, mm. isn't it? The pair shake hands after Cole kissy kisses his bum bum for a hot minute. <laughs> Oof. Jericho is happy Cole has said the things he said and has been watching his stuff for a while. But from the bottom of his heart, he has zero respect for Cole. Lol. That was a good <laughs> bit. Cole then turns into every one of the four pillars, cutting a promo towards MGF at the moment, as he asks Chris, when was the last time he looked in a mirror to ask who's the real Chris Jericho? That's who is Axiom. It's not a man wearing a mask. <laughs> Cole thinks Chris is an insecure, fickle, silly goose, teehee. No, no, he says fickle... Um, St- stupid idiot. I thought it was a joke. He did all the Jericho bits. He did. Yeah. yeah, I think Paul Ross has missed that. I can't, I can't like <laughs> it felt like when, you know, when Homer rings the Dean up and he's like, Hello, <laughs> Dean, you are a stupid head. <laughs> Just, Homer, is that you? And he looks, he turns his head that way and sees him. <laughs> you're stupid. Like I think said, you're a stupid head. Said with that conviction, it was great. It got me. Jericho turns to Chennai Twain by saying, Cole does not impress him much. Two for two for Chennai Twain in this podcast. Jericho shoves Cole. Cole attacks Jericho. Garcia is here to lay the smack down. Britt Breaker is here to even the odds. And she slaps Jericho. Hey, ya! It's the outcast. Uh, I'm under the ring. Garcia cuffs Cole to the ropes. The outcasts are attacking Brett. Brett. Brilliant. Three to one. A kendo stick gets involved. Cole threatens Jericho to hit him. But Jericho hands a stick to Soraya, who beats Britt with it. Britt is screaming, Austin! Which is Cole's... Shoot name, apparently. I didn't even hear that. I thought she was just doing her best Jim Ross wrestling accent. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of Steve chair, we had Soraya with the stick. What if she was saying, ah, oh, stings? Ah. Yeah, I think. Oh, oh, she's coming. Ah. Oh, sting. Sting. Oh, oh, oh sting. Yes, yeah. sting. <laughs> Help me, sting. Yeah, I don't call has got any friends, apparently. So, yes, sting. I like the talky bit. Oh, it's good. Like, you didn't like oh, the walkie bit. I grew up respecting you and loving you, Jericho. That's great. Oh, that means so much, Adam Cole. I don't like your care for you. Mm. That was like, yeah, cool. And then the attack was like oddly forced, but yeah, because it's like it's like, oh no, not the Singapore cane. And you're like, that's such a throwaway weapon in any NXT or AW brawl. It's mm. like, oh, yeah. yeah. Hot take. Would it have been more eye grabbing, more shocking, if Jericho had clattered Rip Baker? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a yeah. dicey one. Just wanted to put that in there because I thought that's what was going to happen. Me Adam too. Adam Cole was going, come on, hit me, hit me. Come on, I ain't scared of you. And then Jericho handed it to Soraya who laid some, yeah. some sort of half-hearted shots in. Because <laughs> If Jericho had just gone, whoop-bang, once. Like Tommy Dreamer did to him at the Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, akin to how when Triple H was yes. handcuffed to the ropes, that's what Randy I was Orton RKO'd yeah, yeah. Stephanie. Mm. I need to do the once. It might be building up to that. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I just thought that'd have been a fun bit. Yeah. You know, and you know, a and fun how bit. And, 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 and uh, yeah, for, for lack of a better term. And how very WWE for someone to get beaten down in their hometown. <laughs> how very WWE. Yep. Yeah, I see ya. <laughs> the acclaimed and their scissoring father defeat the JAS lads. That was it, really. Uh, mm-hmm. fun the highlight, six man. The yeah. highlight was Billy Gunn, suck it, and Taz going, subtle. <laughs> and in your main event of the evening and MGF punched the head of Jungle Boy allows Sammy G to pick up the win after the match MGF celebrates in the ring with his new best friend who he bought with money and opportunity a wholesome tale <laughs> we've Jung- all been there right Jungle Boy's bump into the table looked pretty nasty yeah he did it was a good match this yeah. really you know, he hit because obviously he jumped off and it didn't quite hit and he landed and it was quite painful so he yelled oh, 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 oh me back <laughs> 
<laughs> he shouted, ah, Sting! <laughs> <laughs> it stings! It stings! <laughs> no, 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 no. Too late, I'm here now. <laughs> Ten grand. <laughs> I, love, I love the idea that Sting's just always on hand. Like, when he hears his name, he's like, ready? Oh, you have to yell his name like Candyman for some reason. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what to do about these sting butter 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 ing nettles in my garden. It's you've been burning. Yeah, yeah. It's because it plays in reverse. reverse. Lightning cracks backwards. But <laughs> <laughs> the snow on. goes back. Up. <laughs> <laughs> it's also very as well. It's like okay, so the story is Adam Cole is a good guy. Jungle Boy is a good guy. Neither of them have any friends in the company where nearly everybody's in a stable. Yeah. Mm. Keith, Keith Lee, where were you last week? Where oh, okay. was Keith? Yeah, where was Keith? Uh, That's a good point. Resting after having that hard match last week. What was everyone's favourite granddad, Keith Lee? Yeah. He was watching the things we've been referencing. What <laughs> are the good like? Yeah. Going, I love this. I love these up-to-date shows. <laughs> I, th- I feel like Keith would be a big fan of the good life. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. We all want that. <laughs> we that. all want that. Yeah. And Jungle Boy doesn't have any friends because they both turned on him. Yep. And the one like went back to his own planet. So <laughs> it's not a good look, is it? At least Darby's got Sting. <laughs> Sammy was bought. <laughs> Friendless Jack Perry wearing a jacket. Your pay-per-view main eventer. <laughs> on that bombshell, that was The Week in Wrestling. Thank you, Ross. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> ah, mail bag. You've got to read mail bag every time we send a mail bag. You know that's the rule. That, that. Nice. Mail bag about to go down. Mail bag. Shout mail bag to blow to the ground. Mail bag. Mail bag. <laughs> gotta say mail bag every time we do the mail bag. You know that's the rules. <laughs> Thank you. Beautiful. <laughs> Hi, boys. It's always what I've always wanted to message in the mailbag, but never had anything noteworthy to say until now. Don't worry, that doesn't stop anybody else. <laughs> it certainly doesn't. Uh, Bernard's watch has been brought up a few times in the podcast, and I have some groundbreaking news to let you all in on. Last week, my brother-in-law informed me that Bernard himself is now practicing GP in my hometown of Nottingham. Wow. Unfortunately, after a quick name check, it was clear that he does not work at my local doctor's. However, the surname rang a bell. So after a very brief Facebook search, I stumbled upon an earth-shattering discovery. Bernard's wife is also a GP at, you guessed it, my doctor's. Wow. Now, as you can imagine, my head well and truly fell off here, as I'm sure Ross's will too. (laughs) So he had to go to the doctor's. (laughs) Oh, you did it. You're to blame. Uh, I have been in face-to-face contact with Bernard's Watch's real-life spouse. What a claim to fame that is. That brings me to my question, of which I don't actually have one. I just wanted to tell you that story and fill you in on this huge news. Keep doing what you're doing, lads. It's a pleasure to watch and support you all. All the best, Sam. In brackets, not a retired professional footballer from a substandard 2000s Prem team. Ooh. Providing oh. scathing criticism there of the football naming system from Sam, who redeems himself with a lack of anything, <laughs> from, any content from us. Just, by the way, my doctor is Bernard's wife's. <laughs> Bernard's wife's? Bernard's wife's. Bernard's watch's wife's. Bernard's Matthews. Watchmaker. <laughs> wow, that was great. Thank you very much. Thanks. This is a new thing now. If you just got something interesting to say like that, just send it in. Please do. Yeah, don't even send... Don't, wait. 
I've got something really interesting to share, but I've got no query mm. or the rest of that. No, no, we don't care. No. <laughs> Give us your stuff. That is pretty big news, though. That's really cool. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, here's the feedback. What do you think of that story? It's great. There you go. Diddle high, diddle ho. As the years <laughs> have gone and having a few kids on, I don't have time to watch the wrestling as much as I used to. Uh, I catch the old highlights on YouTube of Raw and SmackDown, but don't watch NXT or AEW. I get 90% of my wrestling information from you guys on the pod and news videos, and you keep me up to date. For this, I thank you. Welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Last weekend, I hurt my back, and my partner took the kids to the grandparents, so I had some unexpected alone time. So I decided to catch up on the wrestling after watching the majority of Raw and SmackDown. I dove in the world of NXT. Oh, no. And a few highlights from AEW. I now know what come Tuesday is due to you guys, <laughs> but didn't know what he looked like, as I've never seen him. He looked exactly <laughs> as I expected. Some other people like Wesley was a lot smaller than I thought, but had an impressive move set. My question to you is, are there any wrestlers you heard about from word of mouth that looked nothing like you'd expect, or maybe someone who wrestled a completely different style than you expected? Uh, follow-up question, who in wrestling do you think would be the hardest to describe to a non-wrestling fan? Thanks to the podcast. Ah, podcast. I don't miss a single one. Adam Cole. No, not that one. Oh, thank oh. you, Adam Cole, former midfielder for West Ham. Uh, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, so I'm glad that you got to experience the, the joys of Come Tuesday. Well, for, for a second, I don't believe for a second that um, you had some alone time and decided to use it to watch wrestling. We know. <laughs> Sip. <laughs> we know. In terms of the question... <laughs> so, yeah, what's uh, someone... Look, nothing like you expected... Hmm. Who, yeah, who, who, like, yeah, you probably heard the name and weren't what you thought they would be. Like, when hearing the name Lance Archer, Archer? Lance Archer, Murderhawk, and not seeing what he was like, and hearing, oh, he's just a big boy who likes to absolutely demolish people, which is absolutely true, but then seeing him wrestle and do, like, moonsaults and all that, I was like, are you having me on? Are you having me on? She having a laugh, <laughs> and Keith Lee for that matter as well. Like, be, like oh, not okay. really knowing too much about in the, and just being told, oh, he's like, he's a really big, just really good wrestler, good in the ring and everything. And then actually seeing him and his yeah. speed and all his flips and this, that, and the other, like, ugh, such a joy to watch. Such a joy to like because I was never into the sort of like the big, the big beefy boys when I was younger. I was like, it's a little bit boring for me. But then seeing someone like that like Keith Lee, mm. just meshing these two styles together of stuff that I did like when I was younger and then now this big beefy boy. I was like, ooh, very nice. Um, when I got back into wrestling, like in 1999, I had like five or six years off. Um, I thought Goldust was like a, a light heavyweight style wrestler. Judging by a picture that I had seen of this person this in this fabulous sort of golden top to bottom attire and I thought like a crew like a luchador style wrestler mm. you know without the mask so I was so surprised I realised he's like 7 foot 100 he's <laughs> massive he's massive yeah. uh, so Goldust was the one for me that surprised me okay how about thee well, when I watched uh, saw Amazing Red the first time after seeing like like photos and power slam of him like mid flip and thought ooh looks cool I'm watching and not realising that he is about 3 foot 5 <laughs> <laughs> with his big boots on uh, obviously, he wrestles tremendously, but there's like there's actually uh, video clips of his one of his debuts at the God knows what New York promotion it was, but it was at the Madhouse of Extreme 
in proper New York, he comes out and the crowd's going, ha, 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 look at the Ben. Oh. <laughs> they start doing his stuff and they go, oh, that Ben can wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> but because of watching those flippy early 2000s dudes in the indie scene, who I thought like the best because they could do like a shooting star press stood up, I then went and got like uh, the uh, Super, Super J-Cup 94. Mm. And I'm like, wow, watching a proper Joshua and Liger match and I was actually disappointed to begin with with them because they weren't moving like the Amazing Red. Mm, so I'm like, aww. I thought like these legendary cruiserweights that Palestine was always going on about, like he was just going to be like doing 450 splashes with like just stood up, whatever. Like yeah. that's it. It's all about the flips <laughs> and being like, oh, it's very slow paced this. I mean, he did one dive off the top. <laughs> Best cruiserweight <laughs> of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously now I'll watch it now and go, oh, right. Yeah, no, his style's amazing. Mm. It's just, I was just not... A, it's not the right time to be watching that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Incidentally, all Power Slam photos uh, caught wrestlers mid-move or mid-word, uh, which is <laughs> something that we have discussed a few times on, uh, on, the, oh, on, the, yeah, yeah. on the classic SmackDown review. Like, there'll be a, a fold-out poster of Sid Vicious, and it'd be Sid Vicious, like, mid-promo going... <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> or like a like a photo of Steve Austin sat at a at a signing table with his sunglasses on, looking down. But they but they've maximised it and blown it up so it goes across an eighty three piece of paper. Incredible. Get that on your wall, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yep. you, Power Slam. Aww. Yep. <laughs> Good times. Hey boys, man down here. Oh boys. <laughs> Stop it, E.T. <laughs> and I know you're recording on four twenty. And what I thought I I would be cool to ask a 420-friendly question. My question is, who in the wrestling business would you smoke with and why? Mine would be The Rock because he would roast everyone and I would laugh my stoned ass off. <laughs> Thanks, boys, for reading my question. Get all stoned, boys. And Mafu, we probably know how I'm feeling now as I'm on a brownie right in this. I can tell by your grammar. Bloody hell. Ha, 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 Man down from all stoned CA. Is that a place? It's a horrible pun. P.S., I was on a brownie at SoFi Stadium, WrestleMania 39, and did your intro on my Instagram. <laughs> Have a great one, lads. <laughs> I feel like we should name and shame this man. So, uh, Armando Seguero. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's funny. Still a better promo than Matt Riddle. <laughs> it's funny because he's stoned. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Let's get all stoned, boys. I Blaze would it. like to blaze it 420 with Otis. <laughs> because as, uh, as as this kind person said here, uh, they, they'd want to do it with um, The Rock because they think it'd be funny, uh, which is a great, like, you would absolutely roast everybody. I feel like whilst The Rock would roast everybody, I feel like Otis would make a roast for everybody <laughs> in the munchies phase of all this. That's stuff. nice, you know, actually. Because you know um, we've heard about his, his barbecues and all this kind of stuff. Uh, so I'd like to smoke with Otis. That's a nice choice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would do a doobie with Robert Van Dabbert because he'll probably be around with some mates, pass it around, and I'll just pretend to smoke it and then make my excuses and leave. <laughs> what a boring answer <laughs> from a boring human being. An empty bag. That's all good. Yeah. What about you? I'd smoke with MJF. Until he got so high, start saying nice things about people. <laughs> That's good. Le Matthew Matthew, let me break it down. Let me tell you who's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you who I deeply respect this business and I wish he just not, nothing but the best. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so high right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, pal. I uh, hope you 
Hope you're still recovering from WrestleMania 39. <laughs> Hi, lads. Been a fan since the name redacted days and of Botchamania before that, but never sent an email until now. How do you feel about the Triple H booking situation? His line about the story never ending has got me thinking that he, or WWE, no longer know how to finish a story. Plenty of stories offered so much promise, but other than Sammy and Kevin winning the tag titles, so far, nothing's delivered. From Damage Guitar turning into the female core, ooh, to Bray Wyatt in general, yeah, and the ending of Mania being the silent disappointments. I don't want to get too downhearted, as I have enjoyed to be more in the last six months than I have in years, I agree, but it's hard to stay invested when you have worries that the payoff could fall flat. I am genuinely interested to hear your thoughts. Do you feel like any of Hunter's stories have fully delivered since he took over at SummerSlam? Much love, former Man United, West Brom, Fulham, Sunderland, Aston Villa, and Cardiff City defender midfielder, Kieran Richardson, hey. a.k.a. Ben from Cardiff. <laughs> Cheers, Ben. Very nice. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, in terms of stories, he, Triple H does like a long title reign. He does. He and Gunther, I don't mind a long Belair, title reign. Roman Reigns, obviously, uh, Usos. Mm. He likes that. That's a good trope of his. And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. Um, in terms of stories, though, it's... But I mean, technically, there hmm. have been stories... I mean, uh, no, I was going to say Belair versus Damage Control, but we've kind of come back round to that. I thought that was, like, it, it served its purpose. Yeah. It wasn't going to last... Not every group has to last forever. No, exactly. Sometimes they last three weeks in AW. And not every story has... This is true. And not every story has to end with a big title change. Some stories end and they, they move on. Yeah. Mm. I think the, the common misconception is, like, the story ends when a title changes hands, and that's not necessarily always the way. You know, so I think the Bel Air Bailey feud was played out really well and it ended. We're kind of going back to it sort of with EO Sky. Yeah. But, um, well, the, I guess that's the thing. Maybe it's not necessarily the stories, it's more about the booking of the people yeah. within them rather than the story itself, if that makes sense. I would, I would say, like, I think we're all quick to forget how entertaining the entire bloodline and Sammy and Kevin mm -hmm. and Usos and Solo and Heyman and any available wives when Heyman's in the vicinity on mm. that one promo. <laughs> uh, how entertaining that was for weeks. Yeah. Months, weeks, months upon end. Uh, and I think it still is. I think there's yeah, still, uh, like, there's there's elements to it since WrestleMania that I really enjoy, like the cracks in it that are now forming. Mm. And, mm -hmm. I, and, and, I'm in, and I like that. I think that... It, it, I think all, it all bears on WrestleMania 40 for me. Like yeah. if that's because that's clearly where the Romans losing it, mm. and if he doesn't, then they genuinely can't end stories. Like <laughs> I, I didn't rage after Mania thirty nine because I kind of went, all right, I can see where this is going. If we get to Mania forty and Roman still leaves with the title, then I'm nah. There's mm. no, there's no forgiving that. There's no forgiving that. I mean, and I guess maybe with the storyline stuff, that the bloodline stuff has obviously been such a focal point. Uh, it's easy to. It's easy to maybe forget about some of the other things that are going on because that yeah. is like the big focus. And again, I guess that is maybe the story. The other storylines just aren't as uh, you're not as invested in them. And I guess that is a is a problem within itself, definitely. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, the Bray Wyatt stuff has definitely fallen flat. That's one that you can't argue. Wank, unfortunately, wank, wank. Uh, it's something that I think a lot of us are excited for, and then. Who knows what's going to happen with that now? It was so great. Like, the episode after that, that match at Rumble, LA Knight, how do you feel about I never want to talk about that again. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. And that was it. It's it's so strange how, like the, again, to come back to the part of the question, which is like, how do you think Triple H is getting on booking-wise? Like, he's brought back people that we wanted to see get a fair crack of the whip. Like um, Carrie and Cross, who we went, they 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 brought him up as this weird gladiator. That was rubbish. Let's bring him up as Carrie and Cross. Hey, there he is. 
Uh, oh, okay. Well, all right. I think there was maybe a point made that we didn't realize before. Bray Wyatt coming back and being told, all right, floor's yours. Here's a creative team to work with. Off you go. Uh, oh, oh, right. Okay. Maybe we need more of a filter mm. here. <laughs> oh. I think Triple H is learning maybe like what... Vince McMahon's filter is far too thick. Maybe we need somewhere in between. Yeah. <laughs> like, Smithers, you know. I'm going to think Bray Wyatt isn't the great strategist I thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> I think like it's still, it's it's been about a year now, and on the whole, I think the product's been a, a, a step up. Obviously, there's been glitches. It's not per. Neither WWE nor AEW are perfect. Wrestling mm. has never been perfect. Wrestling is no. never perfect. It's never perfect. No one show is 100% perfect every time. It doesn't happen that way. Heatwave 98. But yeah, come on. Fair shout. Um, but there's, there'll always be little... But I think overall, WWE have been really entertaining. And I've been doing this this job with Cultaholic, thankfully, since 2019. And the last sort of nine months of WWE has been the, the most fun I've ever had watching it and mm. not getting cross with it. It's been lovely. Yeah. So I'm, I'm okay, whilst we're still waiting for some conclusive finishes to stories, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm. I enjoyed the chickens being thrown in. Uh, <laughs> even if Cody didn't win, it's still 100 times better than anything that happened during lockdown. Mm. Yeah. And most of the stuff happened before that. Yeah. Unless you're really excited for Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin feuding over dog food. <laughs> so it could oh, always yeah. be worse. Don't trust us. But those are some lovely questions, thoughts, and not even anything that required our contribution. <laughs> That's a new additional feature. Start, talk about storytelling. Yeah. Your emails yeah. and thoughts, which you can send to mailbag at cultaholic. Dot com. Ah, time for a quick wrist piss. Finger poke of doomsday device, diddlers. What? That's good. Don't quote him. Well, oh. I do believe that this is my first submission into Reese's Pieces for Cultaholic, so I hope it doesn't disappoint. Well. <laughs> oh, no. Been watching you lads since the name redacted days and I've been a fan of Botchamania since accidentally stumbling upon it back in 2015. Oh good, all those videos are down. Lately in wrestling, I've come to realise how important wrestling stables need to be for the business. Whether they're comic relief for the fans of entertainment, serious hard technical wrestlers for the ones who think it's still real to them, damn it. That's a video Tom hasn't discovered yet. Or the underdogs, so the fans can have someone to relate to and root for. But remember, you're only as good as your weakest link. Da, na, na, na. So, for this wrist piss, I'm going to give you a list of wrestling stables, past and present, and have you boys either replace or add a member of the stable with a wrestler, past or present, to either make the stable better, worse, or mid. Mm -hmm. Well, let's hope we'll make it better. Right. Uh, oh, okay. I like this. I like let's make this the stable one. worse. Uh, stand, well, I stand out. It hasn't disappointed. Let's have a look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. keep it up. Yeah. Team Angle. <laughs> replace Charlie Haas. Charlie Haas. Charlie Haas. With either Brian Danielson, Chad Gable, or Timothy Thatcher. Chad Gable. You see, initially I'd say, to, uh, sorry, initially I'd say Chad Gable, but Timothy Thatcher in that mix. That'd be a different thing altogether, wouldn't it? Yeah, Danielson and Gable are amazing, but I love Thatcher. Mm. Okay. And people are going to clip that, aren't they? People from the Northeast who love bringing up that guy. <laughs> so. I love Timothy. Um... <laughs> The Heenan family replaced King Kong Bundy with either Miro, Bronson Reed, or Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Keith Lee to be the mercenary for Bobby Heenan, and then the moment that Keith Lee sees the light of day 
and just drops Bobby Heenan would be a wonderful Ooh, thing to watch. Yeah. Got Hogan seeing Keith Lee and going, oh, brother, you're a big boy. <laughs> Imagine Keith Lee flipping spirit bombing Hulk Hogan and Hogan hulking oh. up. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, no. yeah. Who, who are we getting? It's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd uh, say Keith. I'll say Miro because he's big and foreign. <laughs> 80s and early 90s, the license to print money for yeah. the UF. Yeah, exactly. Coffee sipping noise in the background. Uh, the Bloodline, add Rikishi, Yamanga, or Heel 03 Rock. Ooh. So I presume, because it, it didn't say to remove a member. So I think we're just adding a member. Well, yeah, we can add one to this. So I'm trying to think of the, the dynamic with or Roman replace Reigns. Or add a member of the stable of wrestlers. Yeah, so. Because it'll say, yeah, I think. I think adding, I think I think adding Rikishi because obviously he's the dad, and mm. it's quite an interesting dynamic there of the dad just going, "Listen to your cousin." I quite like the idea of uh, Umaga with yeah. Solo and Umaga like teaming up and then them oh. taking sort of like over from the Usos uh, as Roman Reigns' faves. Oh. See, I've been watching a lot of. Next Generation Star Trek, and there's lots of storylines to do with Worf because he's a Klingon, but he works for the Federation. So it's like, you're not really sticking to your roots, are you, lads? Mm. And he's just like, yeah, but this is who I am and all this. He's the battle of identity. So I like the idea of you, Manga, being part of the stable and him be like, this is what we should be, lads. Mm. We should all be tattooed and walk around with no shoes oh, on. A good you're not real Samoans, I'm real Samoan. And then someone's mm. like, yeah, what do I want to be? Like, mm. anyway. Umanga and O3 Rock. <laughs> In there, Umanga going, This is what we should be. And the rock going, Shut up, we're off. I'm going to get in the limo. We're yeah, off yeah, to, yeah. Here, I'll, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. You know, getting limo down the street. <laughs> Umanga going, No, rock, you can't leave the island. The Heart Foundation. Oh, it says, Replace British, replace British Bulldog. Well, no! You're doing so good. You're doing so good. With either Lance Storm, oh, Sami Zayn, or Kyle O'Reilly. Mm. I didn't even know he was Canadian. Shows how much I'm paying attention to. Sorry, Paul. Technicality, I'll say Kyleth O'Reilly. Although, I, really, it should be Lance Storm, but I think Kyle O'Reilly. I love that they've got Bulldog and Lance Storm. Lance Storm may be one of the few wrestlers who's worse on the mic than Bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, adding Sami Zayn, but then, I mean, you've, you've got a lot of... Sort of Dueling, you got you got a lot of charisma all of a sudden bursting into the Heart Foundation with Bulldog <laughs> going. You've got Sammy Owen and Pillman. I mean, mm. God, the road stories alone are going to be making it worth. The match is going <laughs> to yeah. suck, but like yeah. after I'm, the fact, it's going to be amazing. I put Sammy Zayn in there just for the card. It's just a Bret Hart goes. I could talk as well. <laughs> Can't we, Jim? <laughs> Shut up, Jim. You let me down. Uh, I am keeping Bulldog. Shut up. Mystery um, of Darkness. Replace. The Undertaker. Nice. What? With Malachi Black, Bray Wyatt. Ah! Oh, no, it gets better. Bray Wyatt, which is funny enough. Or Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy. Get, get Gacy in there. The Ministry of Darkness. Yeah. Oh, love weird. is blind. Undertaker <laughs> in the outside. I'll never leave you. Get Gacy in there. Uh, I'll go for Malachi Black. Well, that's wrong. <laughs> that's <laughs> just silly. Sorry. You're all silly. Why'd you pick the silliest choice? Gacy, in it, man. I'll pick Bray Wyatt. Uh, <laughs> in 99, it didn't really matter, did it? 
like that dear Bray Undertaker's White. promo was Ministry of Darkness where like ah oh, the, you know, the legion of the dead spear lines yeah. <laughs> so Bray White just goes bollocks promos he always does now and no one would notice a bloody difference put him on the symbol <laughs> Just not oh. that one. <laughs> oh my god! Bang, bang, bang! He is on fire today. Uh, oh, that was good. No, don't try and drum up support, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> don't be bassist. Oh my god! <laughs> you are based. You'll have to listen to my glockenspiel. <laughs> Oh, that was terrible. All right, sorry. I'm sorry. The Hurt Business. I'd book Pull it out my Glock. That was way better. I'm sorry. I thought Spiel or whatever. Um, Booker T, Montez Ford, or Moose? For the Hurt Business. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Moose. I kind of like, uh, like Montez Ford yeah. being in there. And I, I, I'm sorry, but all my st- basically, anytime I try and book a stable, my end goal is, right, who splits up? Who splits off from them immediately? Yeah. Montez Ford, I think, comes in under the watch of MVP, but akin to The Rock in the Nation, just becomes too big a character for the stable to contain. Oh, that's a good show. Mm, I can see that, and I don't want Booker T anywhere near the hurt business. <laughs> MVP, have... one of the finest talkers in the game, and Booker T. <laughs> uh, Moose, I just can't I see it. He's like, hi, I'm Moose. <laughs> I'm near crack whatsoever. Yeah, Montez Ford. Because he's great. Legado del Fantasma. Would you add Commander, El Geo del Vikingo, or Dragon Lee? Oh, come on, man. Dragon Lee. I was thinking Dragon Lee as well. No, I want Legado del Fantasma to wrestle those three. <laughs> That's what I want. I think Dragon Lee to lead a splinter. Dragon Lead. I would only have Dragon Lee as long as he beats... <laughs> Another AEW tag team for the belts. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, El Hale de Viking O, because he's great. I love him. Mm, the commander's great as well. Uh, the Elite. Add Adam Page. What? Is he not in the bloody Elite? Because he's technically not I, in the Elite. I, I, I the think moment. he means like Omega and the Bucks. Yeah. Make them oh, a foursome. Okay. Ooh. Cody Rhodes. <laughs> well, a bit late for that. Oh, Koda Ibushi. Take Ibushi. Ibushi. This is some hot takes here in this one. Mm. No, they'll, they'll, they're like friends and mates. Don't you want to like have... No, but then Ibushi's quite I nice. Again, Bond, my Ibu- thing of, I'm making got, a group, yeah. who who splits them up? And Ibushi coming in as like the ex-boyfriend yep. of Kenny Omega. Kenny and Ibushi yeah. get together. Yeah. They're all the exes. They're all like, you know, kissed each other backstage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean... I think Ibushi kind of has a style that would blend nicely and feel just about the same, but just about different. Mm. And has, you know... A special connection with Kenny Omega that the others, whilst have, don't have. Yeah. It's just a dating sim of all these lads going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, waifu. Yeah, he's got it. Is that it right now? now? Yeah, waifu. Oh, well done, yes. Yeah. Oh, how's that for a story arc the podcast? <laughs> Can't figure out what all waifu right, Triple H. Look at me ending a story, Triple H. Try it sometime. I like the idea of Cody joining up, like, hey, guys, and like, what? Yeah, just just back. Friends. Like, w- were we friends anyway? <laughs> okay. Like that episode of Seinfeld where George just sat back down. I was like, yeah, I never left my job. Yeah, that's it. Fight, get, quits <laughs> on Friday, comes back Monday, goes, I didn't quit. I said, no, you're that. No, 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 no. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. The Nexus, the original seven. Oh, oh God. wow. Plays Mason Ryan. Never. <laughs> with Powerhouse Hobbs, Brian Cage, or Wardlow. Wardlow. Yeah, I would say Wardlow. Because they really wanted to push Mason Ryan and they realized he was just like, yeah, there Not wasn't good. much about him. Mm. But then Wardlow has 
bags of potential. Let's get him in mm. there. I'm saying power powerhouse. Blah, 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 power house Hobbs. Powerhouse. I only half deliberately messed that up, and <laughs> then I accidentally messed it up. Um, yeah, powerhouse Hobbs because I think he's mint. Yeah. And if only AW knew what to do with him, instead of spinning around like a compass in a magnet factory, then. <laughs> uh, and finally, Legacy replaced Ted DiBiase Jr. Uh, with Bron Breaker, Dominic Mysterio, or David, Fl- sorry, Hook. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to say Bron Breaker. I think Bron Breaker is a guy that could probably be a bit more be malleable under that. I think that Cody breaking away from the group, Bron could be a good muscle to teach him a lesson for doing so. Hmm. Oh, the Manu roll. It's good... the Manu roll. It's the Manu roll. <laughs> Manu. <laughs> OSW talk about Manu always makes me smile. Manu. <laughs> I'm gonna go Bron as well. Yeah. I think Bron would be. I think Bron would be really good. And then you can also see um, if uh, they do break away. I could have seen a more. Uh, what's the words? Um, yep, the words just skip me. I, it. I feel like. I feel like. Bron Breaker versus Randy would have been a more convincing yes. match to tell after the breakup. Because whilst Breaker's young, he's a physical threat. Yeah, yeah, mm. definitely. I'm sad that he hasn't put Von Wagner in here. <laughs> oh, second gen. You know, um, my, dad, my dad will come back, Robert. My dad was in Beverly. My dad has a computer. My dad has <laughs> a computer. Uh, Dom hasn't got, there's no goth women in 09, as far as I remember. Sorry, no, giant, <laughs> they, giant goth women. They only landed on planet Earth in 2015. <laughs> They've only been domesticated the last few years. Uh, can't drink milk. Or Hook, I can't see Hook. Like, the famous legacy of WWE wrestling superstars, Cowboy Bob Orton, Dusty Rhodes, Taz. It, would, it, it would wouldn't mean, work in WWE, It would mean sadly. WWE showing respect to Taz. Yeah. yeah. So, no. Remember when we hated you? Yeah, you're a legend now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so Bron Breaker by default. The two sweetest words in the English language. <laughs> Thanks for everything that you all do. You guys are part of the reason I enjoy wrestling. Oh, and have helped me through so much through the pandemic that I am immensely grateful. Wish for nothing but success to all of you. Keep doing what you lads do best. Much love. Jonathan from Orlando, Florida, a.k.a. Gengar the Ghost. That's from Pokemon. A.k.a. the random man with the pudding enjoyment oh, noises sign. No WrestleMania. Way. Take a boo. Take a boo, son. Thank you. That's amazing. Oh. Peace, peace, enjoyment noises. Yes. <laughs> Gengar enjoyment noises from us to you. Thank you very much for the Reese's Pieces. Uh, thank you very much for the love. And if you have any Reese's Pieces that you want to send us, please, please, please feel free. Mailbag at cultaholic.com. It's Cultaholics. The question. What a lovely podcast. <laughs> Isn't it just a lovely podcast? It certainly is. And look at the lovely people we're spending it with. Not just you two lovely people, but the lovely producers as well. Chris Routh. Routh. Mike Rauth. Staley. Thank you for remembering to do that. <laughs> Reno 2200. 2200. Yay. And Noah Anderson. Anderson. That's the thing you used to do in 0708, by the way, oh. Tom. And I'm discovering cool things about wrestling. I'm just learning. I'm, I'm a youngster learning about this <laughs> wrestling malarkey. So the big, big, big question this week is, what is the current best WWE stable? 
Because there's so many good ones. Chase you. Thanks for watching. That's right. Please comment <laughs> down below. <laughs> that was, I mean, the dinner's good. Dinner's good. That's all you Just saying. We are, we are counting Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Because it will be counting right. soon with the draft. Because I think everybody say, oh, you know, there'll be people screaming bloodline right now. And I think it's, They should you know, scream that. That's on bad. As they should. <laughs> Blood, bloodline! Where they're on a bus. Bloodline! Bloodline! Because um, obviously that's a stable that has been beautifully put together and built over the last couple of years yeah. to the point where they're at now where they're on the verge of cracking. I just thought like, <laughs> bloodline. <laughs> oh, you want it? <laughs> Damn it. But yeah, you're right. It's been such a bloody wonderful stable since Roman Reigns' return as the mega guy we know mm -hmm. love him as now, the tribal chief. And it's one that can exist without the head of the stable there and still be a threat Mm. Yeah, especially with Solo there now, for sure. Absolutely. Um, Sometimes Roman Reigns' most effective appearances have been on the other end of the phone with Heyman pretending to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like. Uh, I mean, hmm. we should. We, yeah. So bloodline. So let's let's just have a little run through of who's what we who bring is Sydney Zoo of the stable wars happening before the draft happens with Heyman bringing on Judgment Day. Yeah, mm. bringing a sub on. Uh, it's been an interesting time for the Judgment Day. Um, uh. They start, obviously they Edge brought Edge brought them in and started that whole thing off. And mm -hmm. it was him and Damien Priest, uh, and then Rhea Ripley, and then they were feuding with Finn Balor until Finn Balor went, "All right, I'll I'll, I'll hop in here." Yeah, they yeah. won their first big pay per view match, and they instantly turned on Edge. They yep, booted him Thanks out. Thanks for the success. We've got really, <laughs> we don't need you anymore. But uh, it worked for them, though. You know, yeah. I think it really worked in their favor. And now they've got Dom and like. Not heard a heat magnet like that in WWE for a long right. time. Before they had Dom, I'm like, all right, they're just the lads, the putty patrol, as Tom brought earlier. As soon as they got Dom and Ripley, it, and you just heard the, wait, what's that noise? That sounds suspicious, like massive heat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It took them a little while to find it, but I it weird. how weird, you wouldn't have predicted that adding Dominic Mysterio over Edge was mm. what would make the Judgment Day such a strong faction all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, he, he had to put a lot of work in. I mean, he was in prison for so long. <laughs> he certainly was, bless his soul. People on Twitter, oh, this is dumb. He hasn't been to prison. That was so great that we could happen. This is ridiculous. I feel like they're also a stable that will outlast the bloodline at this point. I feel like the bloodline ah. is on the verge of of separating and yeah. you could easily yeah. have them outlast them. It's funny because the bloodline, you're like, wow, there's so much tension that they have to win. The Usos might be throwing up the family. Mm. You know, the island of Samoa, if uh, Roman Reigns has his way, the head of the table, where Judgment Day is like, ah, we lose every week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we lose every week. We lose every week. Okay, come here, bloodline. We lose every week. Thank you, Tom, for thinking of something. <laughs> I like Rather the say something completely different. I like the idea of them picking up the scraps as well. Like, once the, the bloodline's done, they just, like, lift themselves into that spot of like, oh, we're the, we're yeah. the top faction now, aren't we, really? We're the best so, boys yeah. now. Um, and Dom had one of the most uh, match, like, it was a match that I was most excited for over WrestleMania weekend as well. Oh, with him and his dad. Yeah, yeah. And it was so good as well. Mm. Like, genuinely really, really good. Um, so, yeah, at one point with that faction where I'd have been like, I'm not that bothered now. I like it when they're on TV. Yeah. I really do. Um, we can't really put the LWO as the best faction. Um, just because they seem to be getting beaten up quite a lot lately. But <laughs> they sell a lot of t-shirts, apparently. They do. Mm. So, I'm, I'm not surprised. They, they probably do. sold more LWO shirts now than WCW did when they had them. <laughs> they probably, yeah. Are they, is that, do you think that's the case? I've just made that number up. Oh, that's fair enough. <laughs> but it's very believable, isn't it? Masks and t-shirts, they are merch machines, mm. LWO, yes. whether they win or whether they lose. Um, 
what do you think they need to do to be more considered to us dirty, smelly wrestling fans as like one of the top factions in WWE? I mean, they've not really been given... They've only just been a thing again, haven't they? Really. United through wearing T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> so we, there's still time for it to develop. Uh, how that happens, I don't know. Yeah, just win matches, I guess. <laughs> and Ray's like, well, you know, I'm no longer traveling with Dom, so I need someone to carry me back. <laughs> Mum's not going to do it. Needs to be Santos booting Ray out. I, and I know my all my all my storylines involve stables ripping apart at the seams. Mm. Santos seizing power. What do you think about Dom joining the bloodline? Oh, what? Why is it Dom joining the LWO then? <laughs> yes! That would be like, hey, Dad. He's like, what? No, <laughs> no I'm going you guys to get away from him. But like, <laughs> no, just, I... like Roman's just like, just because this promo box, he's like, all right, you didn't win the tag titles again. Solo, you couldn't beat Riddle. In fact, I called the big guns and like, not The Rock, <laughs> bigger than that. Not Rikishi. <laughs> no, not the Haiti kid, whoever he's doing nowadays. No, 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 no. Dom. Dominic Mysterio. Dom and Danes. Dom and Danes? Dom and Danes. <laughs> Dom, Dom. Dom, Dom. Dom, Dom. Dom, Dom. Dom, Dom. Dom. Oh, my God. <laughs> the worst stable in history. I hate you, Dom. Here comes the big little dog. <laughs> <laughs> it would involve Dom leaving the Judgment Day, and that would uh, do in, in, irreparable damage. That's mm. how Roman Reigns splits up the Judgment Day, because he fears them. So he look, takes Dom out. Look, it's daddy or chip situation, <laughs> all right? Rhea Ripley or universal title shot. You'll never leave me, will you, Dom? 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 <laughs> Dom. Other factions that aren't the best, but let's just chuck the names around. Well, okay. Uh, chase, long, you. Chase, chase you. Chase you. On, ironically, uh, the highlight of NXT. Mm. Mm. That's all I have to say about that. Am I drinking the Kool-Aid? I think I am at this point, really. But Delightful Hudson, Andre Chase... Even Thea Yell. I <laughs> love her. Why? I just like I, there was there was a scene the other week where Bron came into the ring and she was like she was like jogging on the spot trying to get to him and they were holding her back. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you're she's a, scrappy do. Scrappy do. I That's love like Fraser likes her. her. She's oh. great. Um, but yeah, I thought, yeah, Chase you I think is is unironically becoming a force mm. to be reckoned with. <laughs> I mean, other ones, other factions within the company. We've got Damage Control which maybe haven't landed quite yeah. as well with a lot of people. I think that if they've, their idea of them was to feud with Becky, then yay, jobs are good. Yeah. But now it's like, okay, we've done this for a while now, mm, yeah, so now it's time what? to do something different. It feels like they're going there with it now, yeah. though, with EO picking up the win. It's a nice natural ending, so yeah. it'll probably happen six months down the line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, schism? We haven't mentioned Schism yet. Yeah, for good is, reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of them where, like, the Joe Gacy development is so weird. It started out as this guy who was like, like every worst nightmare on social media, where like you know safe space and get cancelled and all and, this mm, stuff. We're and then he became oh, spoopy boy and friends. Uh, like, it was so funny that original version because it was so weirdly done. Like I said, the tone was completely off. Like that JC James promo. It's like you know, ha ha, your mother died. Your mother died. Do do do. Disney Plus. You know, it was like that weird style. So I'm like. Wait, are they doing it ironically? Is he like, a, I'm a nice guy. I'll be in my safe space. Like, oh, this is really highbrow. And it wasn't. It was just like, a, ha ha, look at this lefty. But it was just the tone was so wrong. You're like, look, if they're ironically doing it, this could be really, oh, no, no, it's just, it's just crap. Okay, fair enough. So they made him spooky, took one of the best uh, oh. tag teams to come out of the UK in a long time and went, right, you are now with them. And here's the rock star. 
Look how they massacred my boys. Look how they massacred my boys. <laughs> I thought I could do a better impression though. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I don't know if there's any saving schism at this point. Uh, it is them. funny though that the ad, it was reported by Shomar Sap. They requested their release. And I swear I remember it being shown that they'd received it. They're still on TV to this day. Mm-hmm. So I must have been reading complete bollocks. Mm-hmm. Don't believe everything you read online, I guess. But now they've got, they've got no eye stuff in and they're talking normally and they're like, you, Gallus, <laughs> so we're asking you. Maybe and I, there's not even any, we're not spooky bollocks anymore. Maybe that's it. They've just sort of sort of wound it back a little bit for their for their they're good. Diamond Mine could have been a thing. Like mm. the, the concept behind Diamond Mine, which, which was, if you remember, Roderick Strong oh, God, yeah. bringing and, in um, some young lads. And what was it? The Japanese wrestler was there for a cup of coffee? Oh, there was a whole different lineup for uh, the first yeah. time they witnessed. And they went, yeah, they've all been released. I literally can't remember who it was. So here's some new boys. But he did a scathing summary of his time there in NXT. It was quite funny. <laughs> he was unhappy. He was like, what the hell was I doing here? <laughs> what was that about? Um, yeah, uh, I don't know where Roddy Strong is. I hope he's all right. He's, yeah. He's been off TV for a long time now. Mm. There's been no announcements for him. Very so. conspicuous by his absence there. But yeah. but like, the, the, I think the Diamond Mine is just kind of like a, an idea now rather than mm. a faction, mm. which is a shame. Um, oh, Maximum Male Models. Of Why haven't we mentioned Maximum Male Models? Were they a t- would you say they're a faction or a team? I guess if I, I would always class a faction as like more than two members. Right, mm. that's what I do. So but maybe uh, that's why we're not classing them as a faction. And also, until, you know, until Ortiz joins co- full time. And also, you know, you need to wrestle on TV occasionally. I mean, there is, <laughs> Sorry, MMMM. There is that, sadly. Um, but it's all considered. It's it's bloodline, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. All considered. The earth-shattering conclusion of this <laughs> is that the bloodline is... And as you've said many times, though, Tom, after this thing gets settled, if, if Roman Reigns ever does, in fact, lose a title, <laughs> then, yeah, Solo's like, okay, time to turn this Solo into a band or whatever. Bah. Hopefully he won't say something dumb as that, but, like, yeah, yeah, it's like, I'm... I'm time to go, Solo. Yeah. Time to go, Lord. Time to go, no. <laughs> Yo, I'm riding Solo. <laughs> I'm riding Solo. <laughs> yeah. That he'll be a uh, really nice position to either smash Roman Reigns daft or take over his position mm. in the bloodline. I'm sure there's lots of stables and stuff and bits that we've missed, which people let us know about down The four doinks. The four doinks. <laughs> the finest faction there ever was, I'll have you know. The Mean Street Posse. <laughs> oh, yes. And all the joy that came with that. Yeah. So there you go. Bloodline, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So. Both got Rhea Ripley in the thumbnail, and that's all that matters. <laughs> Thanks for the clicks. Well, I've had a bloody lovely time with the pair of you. Thank you very much for showing up. Thank you. Thank like you. Some. So we'd like to plug whatever you've got on tap for us until the next podcast. Uh, sadly, no classic SmackDown review this week. We're back together next week. Uh, yeah. We'll have a, a, a watch along of No Mercy 2001. Uh, as we are deep into the Alliance versus WWF storyline on the podcast feed. Uh, you can you can listen back to back episodes right now by subscribing to the podcast feed of Cultaholic, where you also get daily news podcasts, exclusive interviews, classic review shows, and loads of other good stuff. Ooh. Mm. What about your good self, Andrew? Um, well, you can go and watch, if you've not already watched it, you can go and watch our nine pitches for who should defeat Roman Reigns for his Undisputed Universal Championships. Uh, it was myself, Tom and Ross. It was a very good time. You and Ross had some <laughs> remarkable final pitches I think that you'll Ro- have to watch. I think this is why Ross is off this week. I think his head exploded He's got to recover. That oh, yeah. absolutely. He's got to recover from that. Um, so do go and watch that if you've not already seen it. And on Monday, switch.tv forward slash cultaholic at 6pm. We're doing the uh, female My Rise. We're doing the women's My Rise uh, career mode with Betty the Butcher. <laughs> Wait, what's my rise? Uh, it's like the career mode. 
for two K twenty three. I'm not calling it that. <laughs> and it's with Betty the Butcher, who is basically just a big ham. But she's a cruiserweight. She's well, the Tom, biggest cruiserweight you've ever seen. So Tom then, all right. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Matthew. Uh, I pumped out a bunch of like last week, so I'll be in a week until another one comes out. I'm reading Bret Hart's book on Sundays at 7 p.m. We're getting there. By God, we'll be getting there. Now we have to beat Roman Reigns like, <laughs> before he loses the title of the visual. We're at 94. He's just been screwed by Hogan and Vince. Mm-hmm. He still doesn't get it. Now he's going to get screwed by everybody else. Now he's going to get screwed by uh, audiences not being interested in him. So Has he had sex with a woman again recently? Oh, he's like, I had a great time. It was great meeting my wife. I missed her the next weekend, though, so I had sex with a nice woman I met at the, the bar. <laughs> I forgave myself. There was a lovely press crushed up against my back as she oh. hugged me. It felt good. <laughs> I forgave Brett myself. is so Brett. <laughs> I oh. forgive me. Yeah. yeah. Having an affair. Yeah, he's what just like me. Yeah, I'm up guy. Okay, uh, I'll also be watching Mrs. Doubtfire when I get in. Yes! All this talk is going to be go, I wonder if this film is still good. And I've just remembered that the thing I forget every time I'll rewatch it. Pierce Brosnan's in it. He is. He is. And he chokes in it. That's it. Do you remember the dinner? Yeah. Or is it by it's like by the No, no, because because she puts she puts prawns in his in his food and it mm. gives him an allergic reaction. He has to, Help is on the it's way, the, dear. Help is on the way. But I remember dear. He, he, she goes past the the car he's got. What is it? It's like an Aston Martin or it's oh, a, it, it? no? It's a it's a Porsche. It's a Mercedes. Mercedes. Oh. She goes. Oh look! Would you look at that? And he's like, <laughs> Oh, comes right off. <laughs> Somebody took this off your off the lovely yes, car sir. outside. <laughs> That's your car. I wouldn't bring a nice car around here. See, <laughs> yeah. so I miss all that. The, 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 the juxtaposition with Mrs. Doubtfire is that Pierce Brosnan's not a nasty character. Like he's actually like not perfect, mm. but like means well to the family. Yeah. Whereas I think if you made this film now, they'd make him like an evil tycoon or yeah, something. Yeah, for sure. Whereas it's like he's just a nice man who wants Tom, to date. Tom, he's got a Mercedes. Yeah, what but... more do you want him to do? Like <laughs> evil man with a Merc. It's clearly that's it. It's clearly an evil it's a boy. Gas guzzler. <laughs> <laughs> He's killing the environment, dude. Oh no. <laughs> I eat wood. I it tastes good. No meat. A beef eat. I eat wood. I'm a raptor doing what I can. Anyway, anyway. For more. Bollocks, join us next week where there'll be 50% less quotes of Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> this has been Tom, this has been Andrew, this has been the beautiful Dan. Dan this has been by the gas. That's not what he said. Bang but thank you very much. The lot of you, this has been Puppet Jack, he's been rubbish. Thank you very much. We're going to now point at this and think of something to say. Is it going to be Mrs. Doubtfire? Hello, dear. Yes, we'll do the hello, dear, on three. One, two, three. Well, hello, dear. It was, ah! was a drive-by fruiting. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 